0: Last time on Dice Funk,
1: I'm really sorry. I wanted, I wanted so badly to, to end this non-violently. I'm sorry. And he's just going to throw out a uh, lightning bolt.
2: That was not first blood. You killed everyone I've ever known. I want to take his rocket launcher. I mean, it was mostly Aurum and Arjun's idea. And they were like, get in the truck, losers. We're going stealing. And we jumped in and they ditched us like 10 minutes in. I don't know where they are. This is, this is coming from...
1: Like, the person who orchestrated giving magic powers to, like, everyone. So, it, it, there's, there's not many limits on what this could be.
2: The people who just arrived the train crashed that. You kind of did, Lenora, you kind of did
3: that. I was trying to help.
2: There is a, an enormous tree in the center of the city, um, and it has ten gnarled branches and
0: leaves of pure pitch black.
1: Correct me team if you think this isn't a good idea, but like
0: it's it's not a good idea because the because power of miracles means that Bo can just invoke a miracle. He's gonna kill you, you know. Who's in there?
3: Is it some version of Solomon? No, it's Aaron, right? Yes. God, I hate that guy.
2: My own studio, my own brands, my own lines. Beauregard means something to people all over
0: the world.
1: And what are you offering?
0: Miracles. I
1: don't
3: know about y'all, but I'm cool with this.
0: I'm willing to agree to these terms, but
2: Beatrice Beauregard shoots martis in the throat.
4: Cash everything around me. Cash everything around me. get the money. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Saying a lie was no job at second hand y'all so like seen that fucking johnny one, meme going one, around the one, fuck one. is that shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'm still
2: on salt bay what's happening <clears throat> oh oh
0: boy
3: <sighs>
0: <sighs> finale time
3: uh yeah, yeah sure i guess sure you have to
0: do it yeah yeah I, i'm pretty good with that
2: Last time we left this adventure, Beatrice Beauregard, head of the fashion branch of the Crown Corporation, took General Heller's old pistol and shot Mardis in the throat. And I say Mardis, it it's a warforged body f- formerly belonged to Ed, who has not appeared in a while after being mm-hmm. uh, disappeared when he was slammed against the wall mm-hmm. by a torrent of blood. But the bullet goes through that body through the throat, hits whatever the Warforged equivalent of the spinal cord is, and that body is dead before it hits the ground. Mm-hmm.
3: That's
0: rude. Well. All right, well, that's... All right, that's it for the campaign here.
1: Uh, yeah, that's... See there's, ya! There's gonna be an interesting final boss with one fewer characters. Huzzah!
2: You, anybody wanna do the walk-away door slam <laughs> routine? Uh, I, I, I,
0: I I can't reach my door to do the door slam, but, uh, we could, we could add that in, in post. Um... All
2: right. Do the characters do anything?
1: Um. Uh, panic. What the What the fuck? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I will say that once the bullet like pierces through the neck, um, the, the disguise that is over the body just immediately you know fades off and sort of reveals the fairly wrecked body that is underneath as it collapses down onto the ground with a gaping hole in uh, its neck.
1: Um do, do your miracles work for other people or is this like <laughs> should should you have told us this is only they only work on you when you just shot a friend in the throat deal
2: <laughs> I always uphold my ends of negotiations. <laughs> Bo says uh, snidely, if you guys will recall, you are on a plateau of roots. There is a, an enormous uh, tree, a 10 branch tree in the middle of North Valentine itself, a rotting black tree, and its roots go up and up and up uh, higher than the skyscrapers around it. And you guys are kind of at the foot of this. And that's where the body lands, just amongst the roots. And after Bo de- defends his honor a little bit. Um... A miracle happens.
3: Huzzah! What's that?
2: I don't know. Sketch, why don't you tell me? I said that weird. Why did I say it like that?
0: As everyone is staring down uh, at the corpse of Renee Eddy, which is you know just looking absolutely terrible, Lenora then feels a hand rest on her shoulder from behind and a voice saying, Oh geez, that looks a lot worse than I thought it did.
3: Uh, still screaming. I'm not going to scream because nobody wants to hear that. But Lenora is screaming still.
0: Yeah, but does, does she look over her shoulder?
3: Yeah, no, she's going to turn and scream in whoever's face.
0: <laughs> she looks over her shoulder, and what she sees is Ed. Um, Ed, Ed. But the main difference being that the chassis looks immaculate. It looks like it is freshly manufactured off the product line and fitted with a very well assembled outfit. Uh in his case featuring, you know, a jacket, shirt, slack combo that just looks uh particularly nice on him in a subtle, subdued manner. At the same time, Frank will feel a uh a hand like pressed at his shoulder and a voice commenting Sigh. Well, this is certainly new.
1: Uh Frank's gonna turn round and assuming he sees Modest, there he's just gonna give him a hug. uh,
0: uh no, I actually, you see a ghost. No, <laughs> no uh, anyway, uh, what he, what what Frank sees is an, a tall aladrin um, with a with eyes that have no pupils, with amberish to white hair. And he is dressed in a solid white suit from top, uh, from shoulders to shoes. Just again, very well dressed. A little bit of flares that are very evocative of Beau's own styling. As yeah, he stands there beside Frank, just looking at the. Body.
1: Frank is already like thirty seconds deep into a hug here.
0: <laughs> uh, Martis is just going to be like, well. <laughs> okay listen i just got this body and i'm just getting used to this whole thing here frank but but thank you uh i you wear it in
3: <laughs> two dudes there's two dudes now that's cool that's normal yeah
2: ed is has a hand on lenora mm-hmm. Martis is hugging frank blood is left out so bird goes over and starts uh <laughs> rubbing against a blood maw like oh, a big tree jealous.
5: i'm gonna start uh throwing him into the air like uh
1: like a dad with a young like a newborn, Like, wee! Can I just say, I, I love that Skitch has taken the same um, path as Chris of have more than one character in, like, more than one character body so that you maximize the chance of having someone survive the finale. <laughs>
2: hmm I mean, Bo just says, you're gonna need it.
0: I have to say, Bo, that this is very much you. No offense.
2: <laughs> None taken.
1: Ed, any idea what was going on with you not being around?
0: Uh the the answer is pretty simple, as far as uh, I can tell. I was uh, I was basically fried out and dead as soon as Luna's blood overtook my old body. Ah, the the ch- the damage to the chassis allowed too much of those fluids to get into systems, and that interfered with how it worked. So...
3: Stupid, gross lizard blood.
0: I think someone asked a while ago what the effect of Nox would be on a Forged and
1: Apparently it's not good. Apparently it's, it's too wet. Too wet. <laughs> too wet.
0: That being said, I... I appreciate the clothes, but I think we still need to get that body back so I can, uh, get my equipment from it.
1: Yeah. Um... Just to catch you up on where we're at, Ed, um, (laughs) yeah, we're in the middle of a second version of Valentine floating in the desert trying to get to a vault at the center of it, which we think might have the heart of Valentine, and also we're probably about to have to fight Aaron, he's probably gonna kill us. Um, you missed a bit while you're out.
0: I'm sorry, I was just getting used to the fact that my joints don't hurt anymore, or rather, the close approximation to hurt, but... I'm sure I'll pick it up as we go along.
1: Yeah, just... We're, we're in we're in the middle of Valentine. Everyone's got conduit powers. You've got to go beat Aaron up.
3: Uh... Happy birthday. <laughs> and so soon now, too, I'm going to give Ed the authorization. Because then Martis can use the other gun.
0: Yeah, tell us about your loadout and levels. I'll start with Ed first, since this is a little bit straightforward. Um, since Ed's sorcerer levels and... And temporal sorcery was purely based on Martis's presence in his body. He has been respect entirely. Um, and in a subtle mechanical shift, he changed species from the homebrew warforge that I was rolling with to the official envoy warforge from the Wayfarer's Guide to Eberron. Um, He is now a level 6 rogue, level 4 ranger. His his rogue archetype is arcane trickster. His ranger uh, archetype is horizon walker. Um, And among other things, just because it doesn't really matter for this session or otherwise, but just as a bit of flavor, um, he picked up the observant feat and has expertise in performance perception, investigation, and insight with a passive 26 in perception.
2: Yes. Sometime after this episode goes live, I'm sure that you will post the the sheets in like the the fan Discord, which is in the description. So. Yep.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So he can just like passively see through time with a twenty six.
0: I mean, it's just yeah, you know, passive his passive perception is exceptionally good. Also, both Mardis and Ed had stats re rolled since their new bodies, and also to reflect the fact that Ed doesn't have a five strength anymore since this is a brand new chassis that he is in which no longer was sort of manufactured at the request of Harker so this is a a new body independent from its original configuration um I'll have to go add in the authorization into my uh, character all here in just a moment um should I reveal everything about Martis here it's the last episode so all right uh Martis is an eladrin obviously uh he is a level 10 sorcerer um uh, as for his sorceress origin, I decided to say, uh, "Screw it," and go and homebrew something. In the past week, uh, I have invented a sorceress origin for Martis, which is his conduit, um, because Martis is the conduit of knowledge. Conduit of knowledge is a sorceress archetype that allows him to use intelligence instead of charisma for casting spells, and gives him access to every class's spell list.
3: That's pretty
0: dope. In addition, he can choose once per short rest to have expertise and a knowledge skill. It's a little bit of fluff there. But the main benefit is his this character loadout for spells includes spells from sorcerer, wizard, warlock, druid, and cleric, and bard, all all as part of his loadout. Yeah,
1: glad we agreed to this deal. <laughs>
0: Hey, I was trying to think of various ways to allow Martis to be able to do to do healing in some capacity, and this felt to be the most appropriate. I'm
1: very, I'm very okay with it. I would like, I would like my fr- my squishy friends to stay alive, and this sounds like a good part of that equation.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was throwing down his clothes are basically, effectively, the robe of the art magi, which is one a reference back to, you know, his dad being an arch mage, and secondly. It's just, they just look really, really nice. I would say they're sort of like a masterpiece of Bo's own design in this particular case.
2: Mm, and I didn't describe Bo's outfit in the scene. I was reminded by listeners that it's very important for his characterization to be as fashion as possible in every scene. So I want to say I, I googled some hot couture and mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely thinking in this, the climactic episode, uh, Bo has pulled out all the stops and is in some like non-Euclidean uh, like liquid metal dress, oh. which has angles our clothes couldn't even dream of. It's mm-hmm. shim- shimmery and uh, almost Lovecraftian.
0: <laughs> I- I'd say that there's probably elements of that in Martis's suit design in particular. Um,
1: I think in in order to like take in Bo's uh, dress, you'd probably need something like a 26 in passive perception to even take it in.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. So one interesting thing is that you made Martis the conduit of knowledge because he his mm. backstory is he is like a researcher who was researching the world of forms when he was turned yep. into one by methods we're not sure of. And I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to reveal that. It's like our yep. Pulp Fiction suitcase, like what happened, you know? Um. But we didn't really consult on this, but it is worth noting Um, In Kabbalah, uh, knowledge, or da'at, is the uh, location where all ten Sephiroth are united in the Tree of Life.
3: Oh my god!
0: (laughs) I will point out uh, that you did, in fact, indicate something to me about how, because of the Gnosticism element here, that knowledge just sort of adds an extra thematic layering here, so...
2: If I was writing this
0: as a novel, I would have
2: picked knowledge because it's important thematically in the Kabbalah context and as a foil to Aaron's gnosticism. But that's a time that's that's a that's a topic for another think piece.
0: Oh, I forgot. Just as a as a as a as a BS flavor rule thing here. One of the things I designed in my drafting of conduit of knowledge. One of his, I think, his level six sorcerer ability is that. If he or someone nearby is doing a knowledge check, he can spend sorcery points to modify the outcome, include including allowing himself to just have a 20 as his role for a knowledge check. Very smart lad. He, he, is, he is smart, but also because I think because of his long connection to the realm of forms, it aided in him retaining a lot of knowledge. And now that he's been able to be reformed. Also, as a side note... Um, this is effectively him restored back to like a hundred to 110 year old body. So basically he is, he is back to being a young adult Aladrin, which gives him several hundred years to live once again. So fun little adder there. Okay. Uh, any other questions from the group here?
1: Now we got, we, we, we got two very powerful people in, in the team, Uh, That's good by me.
5: (laughs) Thank God someone else can shoot this gun. I was going to give Lenora the rocket launcher.
3: (laughs) Oh, fuck yes! Come on! What do I get for that?
5: It's just you say
2: I shoot the rocket launcher and then I have to dodge. That's all there is to it.
1: Yes, 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 (laughs) yes! Happy birthday to me! How many many rockets are there left?
0: Three, I believe. Three, huh. Well, if we're going to end up fighting someone... Hey, uh, Bloodmaw. Yes! (laughs) You mind if I give you a little bit of an edge in the upcoming fight here?
5: If you mean to make my arms into swords, I agree!
0: (laughs) I mean, you still have that stop sign, don't you? That-
5: Yes! It is a holy weapon!
4: Unholy!
0: Not yet. Let me help you with that one there. And, uh, Martis is going to touch the, uh, the stop sign that uh, Bloodmaw is holding- and cast the spell Holy Weapon on it. The weapon um, counts as magical, and it deals an extra two d eight, two d eight radiant damage on hit, and it gleams in radiant light. Um, though in your case, it's probably more like it gleams in like fire, uh, blood. Somehow, somehow it gleams in blood. In blood, fire. Yes.
5: Thank you. The fountains of blood that this soul creates shall be in your honor. <laughs> This
2: thing is gonna show up in eight seasons in the future as like some kind of sacred relic. I hope
3: so.
0: Mars just grins a bit. It's like, hey, now that I finally have a body again, I I just really want to. Stick it to that asshole for once. And Let's just take, let's just see what he has for us. We've,
1: hmm? we've killed gods before. Now, time to go kill just a regular old man.
0: You killed, you all killed gods. I never got involved in any of that.
3: Love to kill gods.
2: All right. So, you guys have to c- climb this giant tree. Um, this is where Frank's bad knees have to be addressed. Uh, what do you guys, oh, no. what do you guys do to help this old man climb the final staircase to the final? room where the boss is. Can I
5: carry him? I have a 20
2: inch strength. Pick him up, <gasps> Can I get a piggyback from Bloodmore? <laughs> yes. Strength check. 14. <laughs> Not great, but you're going to get there. So you guys have some time to walk up these roots. This tree is black and rotting and it goes up so high like the air gets thin as you make your final trek up this uh, slope. Um, Down below you in the city, you see people fighting, Uh, just uh, faceless Ah, uh, dots below you. You hear the you hear the reports of gunfire. You see drones zipping here and there. It's like a full on war zone uh, down in the city proper. And but as you get closer to the building in the trunk of this tree, uh, you see what building it is. Who that? Uh, it is the Supreme Court.
1: Of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And it is growing out of the trunk of this tree like a tumor. Thanks, I hate it. Um, And you guys approach the doors.
5: Big... Oh, I'm gonna go into rage. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll myself up now.
0: Yeah, like, but ba- ba- like, as they approach, um, Ed pulls out a cellarando, one of the regular pistols, snaps his hand, and then, kind of with a synergy, kicks in, so he now he hands off the... Uh, He hands it off to the other hands, and he continues to approach.
3: I have disadvantage for this fight, right?
0: Yes, but you can just say I shoot missile launcher.
3: That's so true. I have three. God, thank you, Chris.
5: You're welcome.
3: Slash blood maw. Thank you, blood maw. I don't know why I started talking like blood (laughs) maw. Because I am infectious. It's the missile launcher.
5: Like a tumor of awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What do you guys do? I want to break down
3: the door with my face. I want to knock and do shaving a haircut. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lenora goes, da, 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 da. And then Lovemaw just headbutts the doors (laughs) off the hinges. Um, The doors fly off (laughs) into the the room. Um, So you guys walk into the Supreme court or whatever this twisted version of it is. And the first thing you notice is that there's a sandstorm raging inside of this room.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah. I brought that on myself. Yeah. Um, so just like outside on the approach to Valentine itself, a red angry sandstorm that just strips flesh from bone with its ferocity is raging in here. But even with that, you can see several shapes in the room. Um, The Supreme Court. It is the, the courtroom where Katerina Krakenbane was conscious for the last time. Uh, that was not her name. Katerina Brooks was her name. Freudian? Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that room. Uh, but there's several things that weren't here the last time you were. The first is a bunch of dead bodies. Um, you don't recognize most of them. These are people who got past where Bo was either they got there first or they just weren't hit with the time stop spell or they snuck past somehow and they got up here and they are all slaughtered. Uh you do recognize two people.
3: Is it the Desert Dragons?
2: It is the Desert Dragons or and Argent the wrestlers. Aww. Uh this the silver one has his head spun around facing the wrong way, all the te- the muscles and tendons in and neck ripped as his head was spun around 180 degrees. And the gold one is broken in half backwards at the waist.
3: Oh, they were kind of jerks, but I don't think they deserved this.
2: Um, and that is the kind of the story all over this room. There's about a dozen bodies, maybe more, of people who just had their heads punched off, ripped off, torn in half, just their their spines broken, or just holes punched through their chests. Just simple boom, you're dead, boom, you're dead, boom, you're dead. Uh, Just almost robotic. Uh, Another thing you notice in this room is that there is a metal tree. (sighs) Uh, You will recall that the Einsoft system was a bunch of computers and cores and machinery that looked like a tree, but now it is just a metal tree. Um, Much larger than you remember it, like three stories tall inside this room, which shouldn't be able to accommodate it, but the physics in here... Simply aren't functioning correctly. So there's a three-story tree in a one-story room. So if this was the Call of Cthulhu tabletop game, you guys would roll to uh, sanity. Mm-hmm. That is not a mechanic in D anD D, although it is in the Dungeon Master's hand- Handbook as an optional rule set. Twenty-three. Maw is already insane. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is it one of those things where if you
0: don't roll high enough, you just don't see anything, or is that
2: you can just be not you can be not smart enough to get the true horror of it? Um, the tree, which is just a metal, um, leafless, um, thing in here, if you're curious has 32 branches, um, and it is over where the judge should be sitting. And it's just in that spot, um, standing ominously at the other side of the room. And then the last thing, as you may have already guessed is Aaron of Aaron aeronautics, the human man, decent shape we've described him before as kind of a
3: very handsome
2: very handsome uh black jesus type he's in a robe uh relatively unassuming you guys know that he is a cyborg um he has torn off his finger previously um but right now he just looks 100 percent human uh standing in the middle of this sandstorm in this courtroom uh just amongst all the dead and mutilated bodies
1: Um, to be frank isn't this a little bit of overkill, Aaron?
2: You just wanted to say it, to be frank.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been looking for an excuse to wedge it in
5: before the season's done.
3: <laughs> hey, Aaron, what's good?
5: <laughs> what's up, nerd Basket? Do you want to die now?
3: I what? brought?
0: I'm disappointed in you, Modus. <laughs> oh. oh, is oh? I would love to hear why you're so disappointed in me. you had what we all
2: aspire to a purity a truth something i cannot even imagine accomplishing
0: and you threw it away for what um the ability to eat sandwiches again i mean blood will high five you
5: the ability
0: (laughs) to sense and experience life um the chance to bring my friend back from death those all seem like pretty good reasons already frivolities utterly useless
3: that shit's all doper than your stupid metal tree
0: i may no longer exist in an in a non-corporeal state i may no longer be directly connected to the realm of forms but that doesn't mean i lost what i remembered from that plane remember all you want you were once a beautiful
2: light in this dark <laughs> world and you are now a flickering light bulb in a basement
3: he's horny
1: from artists.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: he was horny for Mardis he's not anymore
2: <laughs> last time we met I said Ash was right I meant that you needed a push to take on your true roles as innovators but now I see he was right in another way Uh uh-huh. you all must be destroyed so that something worthwhile can grow from
0: your ashes oh jeez.
1: so if you're so confident you're gonna kill us, just just level with us. If we kill you, do we like win this whole thing? Is that how this
2: works? Of course. You cannot open a vault without a key. And you cannot have the key while I still breathe.
1: Okay. That is that that is a nice, simple, direct answer about the terms of what we gotta do. Thank you very much. That's more than most people give us.
0: That is the experiment. All I can say is um it's not nice to meet you, Aaron. Uh, my name is Mardis Valamin. If you want to refer me to me by my conduit state, you can refer to me as the conduit of knowledge, Aaron. Do you seek to antagonize me, elf?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't need to try to antagonize you, knowing your disdain for that those that live. You who are so desperate to Absolve your own life that you replace your body piecemeal to extend Modify and enhance it beyond your own sanity.
2: (laughs) I Am not insane, and I do not disdain life. I just seek true knowledge Life itself is beautiful. What we are is pale and malformed You had real life real knowledge, and now you have discarded it
0: (sighs) boy Oh, boy. See, when I said, you know, it's a date, I didn't realize that you had that sort of infatuation for me when I didn't even have, like, anything to touch. But, whatever floats your boat, or in this case, it's likely to sink it.
1: Uh, Austin? That's me. You described this room as full of, like, the the sand that's gonna tear all your skin and stuff off if you walk in. Are we able to walk into this room without being, like, buffeted by sand?
2: Yeah, so like I said, the physics don't work right. It seems to be something that's happening, okay. but that isn't physics. It, the physics of it happening aren't interacting with the physics of you existing. So
1: it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know what I need to know. Uh-huh. Frank's going to cast Immolation. Damn it, I was going to fire the rocket launcher!
2: <laughs> well, I
0: will say this, uh, <laughs> Everyone is so horny to get the first hit!
3: Damn it! I was
0: about to say, eat shit! I was going to do something better than to get the first hit off. What were you going to do? I was going to cast a spell called Aid. And I was going to cast it as a fourth level spell. Um, So I get to choose three creatures within 30 feet, which will be Mardis, uh, Lenora, and Frank. And all three of them have their maximum hit points and hit point total increased by 15 for the next eight hours.
1: So, I was pretty horny to get that first hit in, but now that I hear this, knowing I'm a very squishy character, I think Skitch can get the jump in, I think. (laughs)
2: What was the last part of the conversation? Because I think the the best yeah. possible version of this is there's a snappy line. And then all of you, the whole team attacks in unison. Yeah. Because after an entire campaign of yeah. you guys being selfish and disorganized, you're finally going to come together in the final boss fight.
0: <laughs> I view I view Marta say, he's like, oh, whatever floats your boat. In this case, it's likely to sink it. And he just snaps his fingers and like a bit of Divine Light sh- uh, Flows over his body as well as Lenore and Frank as they are bolstered by divine energy to have more life to sustain themselves.
2: We're all beefy now. First, I need to make a dexterity saving throw for the rocket. Oh, I crit. Fuck you! No, I love- this is really good. So you just fire a rocket as soon as he says it might sink your boat. Uh, still. 11? 11 damage. The rocket streaks across the room, and he extends a hand and just grabs it, and it explodes in his hand and, like, rips some of the skin off his fingers, but it's still a pretty baller move because it keeps it from hitting his body. Fuck your fingers! And then we do immolation. What's the card and what's the save?
1: I've done Immolation before. Did I give it a card?
0: It's Florida's Sun. That's Immolation.
1: Oh, yeah. That's Florida's Sun. I activate Florida's Sun for an Immolation. Dex save.
0: (laughs) Smordas.
2: Nine. He fails.
1: Uh, okay, so that's going to be 8d6 fire damage to start. Look.
2: All right, and then we'll say during this whole fight, the, the Florida sun's in the back of the sandstorm because that's exactly where it belongs.
1: It's wearing sunglasses. so <laughs> uh, That's 29 <laughs> damage to start. All right,
2: 40 damage before we even roll initiative. You guys aren't playing around. <laughs> yeah. Can, can I do something? Um, We're about to roll initiative, so.
5: He's scary.
2: Unless you threw something at him.
5: I, I don't want to throw something at him. I want to go into a, a frenzy. Which is an additional level to a rage.
0: Oh, you're going Berserker Frenzy? Yes. Might might as well, to be fair.
5: Now we're all beefy.
0: All right, roll initiative. Um, Ed's initiative is 16. 14. Martis' initiative is 17.
1: Uh, Frank is 19. 12.
0: Frank, Martis, Ed, Bloodmaw, Lenora, and then uh, Aaron.
2: All right, Frank, you summon the Florida Sun and it begins scorching him as it hangs out in this background of this scene. What do you do?
1: I'm gonna try and cast... Let's go for, let's go for lightning. Lightning's a fun one.
2: All right, that's a dexterity saving throw. 20.
1: Uh, okay, so you take half damage instead. Uh, 21 damage from that. Nice. Uh, halved is, what, 10?
2: Yes. So this man is on fire and you hit him in the chest with a lightning bolt... Um, at the end of your turn, he can do something called a legendary action, mm-hmm. which he has several of. He can spend points to use every turn. I won't bore you with all the math. The important thing is,, uh, you see underneath his skin the machinery that generates his chi begins glowing, oh, no. and he holds out a hand and he fires off a chi blast at you, Frank.
1: This is targeting me, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay. Can I use my conduit of protection to deflect the shot?
0: you You really should.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm doing.
0: Wisdom V17.
2: Let's see. Yeah. 15. He fails. So he has to pick a new target, and he is going
0: to pick Martis. Cool. Uh, Martis invokes shield, so it misses. Automatically? Uh, Mardis's AC becomes 24 when he invokes shield. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. his Kamehameha bounces harmlessly off your cool elf shield, and it is Mardis's turn, in fact.
0: Martis is just going to start off simple here. Martis is going to point his fingers at Aaron and just say, let's roll the dice and see what we get for this one. And he's going to attack with chaos bolts.
4: Oh.
0: Uh, 19. Does that hit? Sure does. As attack. Okay. Now I need to roll what type of damage it is. It is poison damage. So Aaron, in this case, takes 2d8 plus 1d6. Aaron takes 7 poison damage as a ray of poison just sort of lurches out from Martis's hands across the field and just smacks up against Aaron's face.
2: Nice. So got that Aladrin magic. Before, uh, Ed really didn't use much attacking magic uh, with Martis backing him up. But now that they're separate, he has this whole oof of attacks to draw from.
0: And then uh, and Martis will engage in standard practice, which is to separate enough from the rest of the party so that Arius attacks won't affect everyone if <laughs> Aaron decides to go after him.
2: Makes sense. At the end of your turn, he's going to hit you with a chi bolt, um, which doesn't sound as cool as I want it in my head. He's hitting you with a lance of pure energy from the, the engines inside of his cyborg body, which sounds cooler. Uh-huh. But when I say chi bolt, it doesn't have the same ring. 27. Oof, that will hit. Oh, no. Uh,
1: let's see what sort of damage numbers we're throwing around.
0: Hmm. 16. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to do my concentration check real quick for him. Martis is able to maintain his concentration and holy weapon after that. So. Alright. Uh, because he has Warcaster, which allows him to roll concentration checks with advantage, which is super useful here. Alright. Ed. Ed is going to uh enact Hunter's mark on Aaron. Move move in a bit closer again to kind of modify the lay of the land, and unload with um, the authorization as his first attack against him. Um, since Aaron hasn't had his turn yet, <laughs> he has advantage, uh, 29 on the attack roll. Hmm, I gotta check my stats. Uh, <laughs> yes. shit. That's 20 damage from the authorization.
2: I like to think you just shoot him straight in the head, and you see, like, his head snap back, and then he picks the bullet off his forehead and flicks it away. <laughs>
0: And then, as he's flicking that bolt away, the author, the uh, the synergy will attack.
3: Oh, isn't he cool?
0: Um, Fifteen that probably misses.
2: It does miss that one. He
0: snatches out of the air harmlessly. Uh, that's that will be Ed's turn. All right,
2: Blood Maw, you've been waiting all episode
5: tin cans are for food not for people <laughs> and i'm going to uh try to rip them <laughs> apart so i just want to note uh so the specific life. barbarian that Bloodball is has an ability called frenzy which when they choose to do it they get to make an additional melee attack each round of combat but after their rage ends they suffer they suffer from one level of exhaustion which is not super relevant to this fight <laughs> <laughs> you might be tired for the after part
0: yeah exactly
5: <laughs> But I I will get three attacks per round, and I am going to choose to use reckless attack, so attack you with advantage, and then you get advantage against me. So, oh god, twenty seven for the first hit, nineteen for the second, and twenty six for the third. All three hit. All right, Han, I gotta do a lot of math here.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that. So the the bonus damage from holy weapon is six d eight, um, 6D8. plus whatever your weapon damage is.
5: So I'm also going to use the uh, conduit of carnage to turn one of those into a critical hit. Of course you are. Afterwards, you'll get to attack me. So hold on. Let me do this math here. So it's going to be... Math?
3: On my good Christian podcast? Plus...
0: (laughs) 84 damage.
3: (laughs)
5: holy shit uh, especially
0: when the especially when the Aladrin knows knowingly to boost his weapon
5: now to be fair if Aaron survives he gets to attack me oh yeah he survives this and he gets and he gets advantage
2: yes you guys realize uh, as soon as you bring the stop sign down and it's a streak of blood as you said <laughs> blood magic and it slams into Aaron's like say shoulder and actually goes in a couple inches on like the bullet and does 84 gosh dang damage uh, Aaron like locks eyes with you and he says pretty good
4: monster
0: oh aren't supposed to
4: speak
2: (laughs) and he's and you realize it's a good thing there are five of you and not four because this is going to be a very difficult fight okay
4: let's not
3: get total party wiped please i mean we've done a lot of damage how much more does he have that's so much
2: so aaron pulls back his fist it uh, glows with chi energy and consumes his whole arm, and he does a one punch man right into Blood Maw's, uh abdomen. Let's see if he hits thirty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's that's a miss. <laughs> uh, Seventeen damage from that punch. That's just the base damage for that weapon. That's a pretty. Oh,
3: that's fucking nothing.
2: <laughs> that's just his pot. Pun- he can punch harder than any sword in D and D.
3: Fair. I just it just looks sad compared to the eighty four
2: yeah um so blood maw is your turn over. uh that'll be my turn he's going to use a legendary action to hit punch you again okay you get <laughs> advantage
5: 19 shockingly you almost miss, but yes you do get it all right i think you have about a 15 percent chance on a regular roll to miss blood maw and that's it so if you want to just speed up things you could always just roll damage
0: immediately <laughs> it's crit, it's all about crit fishing at that point honestly. Yeah. He
2: punches you again for 15 damage So 32 as he wails On you in return for your stop sign up front And it is your turn Lenora
3: Alright constitution saving throw I'm casting blight.
2: Uh, ooh he's very con because he's robot Damn
3: it I knew it but uh, <laughs> So much damage I had to try Oh
2: come on 14 Fuck
3: you fuck you all right
2: oh my god
3: please dice gods
2: you you killed the dice gods
3: 39 damage
2: yikes all right so you um you actually see where he caught the first rocket and his skin was a little bit fried away it starts to dissolve off his body and he just has one of his hands is just a a robot terminator hand
3: that's pretty cool
2: yeah he is pretty cool um he's out of Legendary actions so he does not Oh thank Christ. He does not shoot you through the stomach, but he gets them back uh during his turn, and guess what? It's his turn. No uh Uh Aaron says, This is why I tried to recruit you for the experiment. I assumed you'd be the ones to get here. We could have saved so much senseless death. Look around you. This is your authorship as much as it is mine.
1: Except it's yours though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a witty retort, Frank.
1: Well, like, I'm just being direct with you. Like you did, you did this. We got a lot of people recently being like, "Oh, these are these things are everyone's fault." No, it's your fault. You made choices. You did it. This
3: specific thing is not our fault.
5: Bloodmar usually enjoys taking claim of all carnage and murder around him, but this one's on your hands. <laughs> uh, mouse pads, whatever those are.
0: <laughs> Aaron, if only I could. If only I could care less about what you're saying right now, I would, but I just can't. I'm sorry. Alright, I think you all care about this though. No.
3: Please.
2: A little glimpse at the kind of power the vault holds. And he holds his arms up and his whole the machinery inside his body glows so bright you actually can't see him much anymore. It just overtakes. His body is how bright it is. And he is just an incandescent light man for a moment. And behind him, you see the iron soft, the metal tree, um, begin to glow. And he says, I now have the power to touch the world of forms itself, to summon the powers that bind the universe together. The kind of power only a leader should wield. And I will show you how to use your authority now. Uh, and he summons, using the Iron Soft power itself. Sweet. And from this giant metal tree, the ghostly figure of Saint Luna, ah. the, gi- the giant horned toad, which is once again, it's not a toad, it's kind of a lizard. The giant horned toad crawls out of the tree as if the metal tree is giving birth to it. But it is ghostly and not fully formed. Um, and it shoots blood out of its eye at... He really hates Mardis. Do 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 do. Okay, so, good. <laughs> so, so dexterity save Mardis as he tries to blast you. This is the thing that killed Ed. I was thinking about making it hit Ed, but he doesn't care about that. It's not what he would do. 20. All right, you save.
3: He's lucky he's not a full god again because I'd have to fucking stomp his ass. All
2: right, and you take half of 32. It's just 16 as a blast of blood hits you. Fuck. And the figure of Saint Luna uh, gets dragged back inside the tree, but you see that's what it can do.
0: Cool. Uh, Martis maintains concentration on holy uh, weapon after that.
2: <laughs> and it is now Frank's turn. Oh, before uh, before
1: Aaron's turn ends, he's got to take another. F- uh, he's got to do a Wisdom save. No, not a Wisdom save. A Dex save. He's got to do another Dex save.
2: Not very good at that. Fifteen.
1: He's gonna take another four d six fire damage. Fuck
3: yeah.
2: He didn't put out his robe, and so it burns up his back.
1: Uh, so that's thirteen more damage, and this continues. So at the end of his next turn, he'll take another four d six if he if he if
2: he fails again. All right, and now it's Frank's turn.
1: Okay, I'm gonna cast vitriolic sphere, so I'm gonna need another dex save. Hey, could you attack his constitution?
2: He's really good at that.
1: No. I'm gonna- <laughs> With that that with my deck spells, I think. Four. Okay, so that's going to be ten d four damage, uh, acid damage, oh, and then he's going to take stick. an additional five d four acid damage at the end of his next turn.
0: I mean, listen you're you're in the middle of you're in the middle of a sandstorm experience. You might as well be doing acid. And, you know, fucking <laughs>
1: like Burning Man in here. Uh, okay, so he takes. Oh, that's a lot of ones on that. He takes 18 damage of a possible 40, but he's going to take another 5. He's going to take another 5d4 end of his next turn on top of possibly another 4d6 as well.
2: All right. You hold up the card depicting the acidic hamster and you summon a angry ball of fuzzy fury, which streaks across the courtroom and it hits Aaron square in the face. Um, and he reels back from it. And like hands to his face, like ah, you hit me in the face with an acidic hamster. Ah, everyone knows how much this sucks. Very relatable. Um, and then he turns back, and you guys see that his face is melted off, and it's just cyborg face now.
3: Uh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: in fact, we have reached a health threshold. So oh, shit. Next phase of the fight. Um, the room warps and shifts um and begins to basically bleed out of this reality. So we talked before about how the color was bleeding out, things were becoming sat like becoming desaturated and monochrome. Mm-hmm. That happens, but with reality, the courtroom bleeds down out of the room you're in. Huh. And uh, you see fading in its place is the quarter round arcade. All around you are arcade machines beeping and whirring, their lights flashing, the eye-catch screens promising uh, all kinds of cool entertainment for the kids. There's a bar. Um, it's eerily silent, except for the screaming sandstorm in here.
1: Ed, now would be a really great time to tell us about the security system you never told us about
2: before in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you see behind the bar, where normally Kundi the kobold, would be, is the Einsoft. The metal tree. I
3: hate that guy.
0: Hey, can I ask the Idesoft if I could get, like, you know, like a mint julep or something? Yeah, vodka
3: red bull, please.
0: He summons no itself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Damn.
2: It is Martis's turn.
0: Okay, bonus action. Mardis will cast Spiritual Weapon as a fourth-level spell, summoning a longsword gleaming in the colors and uh, decorations representative of Corellin. As he actually remembers Karelin from his time frame.
2: Yes, the de- the deceased elf god for the audience.
0: Yes, um, it appears in a space adjacent to Aaron, and then s- spins and makes an attack against him, fourteen, which misses. It does, but miss. it will sus- it will sustain in that space. That's his bonus action. As a regular action, Martis will then follow up by casting Eldritch Blast. In this case here,
3: ah, oh, a good one.
0: <laughs> he's going to shoot, he's going to attack twice because it's two different beams, so 2d20 d- oh, plus 11, first attack misses, second attack 18, does that hit? It does not, because his armor class went
2: up as he went mm-hmm. into the next phase of combat, becoming more cyborg-like. Hate
0: him. Yeah, so basically, like, Mardis, like, snaps his fingers, sword comes out and slashes at Aaron with a miss, and then Mardis will finger gun two sets of Eldritch Blasts that uh hit against the chassis of uh of Aaron, but doesn't do any damage
2: correct and at the end of martis's turn he's going to use a legendary action to hit you with a chi blast 27
0: that hits 18 damage cool and now i believe it's ed's turn okay uh martis does maintain concentration on holy weapon it's very important for him um Ed will use uh will use planar warrior as a bonus action to mark um Aaron and then make an attack with the authorization 30 is his attack roll. That definitely hits. Um he will do a total of 3d8 plus 10 plus 4d6 damage on that first attack. Uh 34 damage. Nice. That that actually does seem to uh, get inside the metal.
2: <laughs> it punches a hole.
0: 3d6 from sneak attack since blood mod's adjacent plus 1d6 for uh the hunter's mark plus 1d8 for the uh planar warrior and it's all force damage on top of that and then uh cello rondo will do an attack in the offhand uh 19 does that hit hits yes all right that will only do um 3d6 Plus five, uh, plus seven, three six plus. So for the audience,
2: Ed is still dual wielding pistols. It's just now it's not Martis. It's just the synergy that has the other hand, right? Yeah,
0: it's- it's- yeah. It's basically it's another pair of hands, but basically is representative of another person assisting in a synergistic manner. Yeah, as opposed to it being explicitly Martis. So the other shot does seventeen non magical, uh, piercing damage. So that's a total of fifty. 50- what is it? 51 damage. And then at the end of Ed's turn, Chi Blast. Oh, crit. Oh, no. Cool. Um, against Ed? Correct. Uh, cool. Um, one of the things I will do as a result of that is that Ed is actually going to invoke Uncanny Dodge. It's
3: so uncanny.
0: Uh, it, whatever damage that uh, he does, it will be halved in this case. Nice. That is a rogue feature. Yes. All right, so
2: double the roll and plus six. Oh, 14. Is that really it? Well, no, now
0: it's seven.
2: <laughs> oh, come on. All right, so tell me, how does Ed do the
0: really cool rogue move to not, to not get his head blown off? I'd say it's like bullet time, but it's cooler because instead of betting backwards to avoid getting shot, he backflips out of the way of the shot <laughs> and then lands in a three-point stance, and both guns are still trained on Aaron. Um, basically Ed looks like, like very much special ops right now, uh, a bit different than he did in the past, but that's what he essentially does. All right. And now it is blood maw's turn.
5: I'm using reckless attack again. So three attacks coming at you with advantage, uh, crit on the first one. Oh my Lord. Crit on the second one. Impossible. Yes. All right. The second one, third one's the 15th. So that one doesn't matter, but I double crit. Yes. So fuck yourself nerd. Von <laughs> says that to him directly. <laughs> nice.
3: Oh my
5: god. So 83 damage.
2: <laughs> All right, can I add a little flavor to this? This yes. is the end, but this is a this is an important threshold. So you swing the uh stop side at him. It crunches into his side and you hear it like impact in, inside like it would have shattered his ribs. And then you swing again, your second crit, and you cut him in half horizontally across the waist and his top half just keeps floating above his bottom half. And you see the energy from the chi engine, uh, is basically, uh, holding the two parts together.
5: But going to do like that thumb across the throat kind of maneuver. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so at the end of your turn, Blood Maw, he's going to use a legendary action and he's going to pull something else from the world of forms with the Iron Soft.
5: Oh, this seems unfair. What did I do? Oh, what did you do? 80 damage a turn? <laughs> That's
0: two turns over 160 damage for Blood Maw. Eat my entire butthole, put it in your mouth.
5: <laughs> Thank you. Num, 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 num.
2: <laughs> um what he is going to do. It really washes down with all those hit points I've gotten too. You want to start something?
3: <laughs> no. Can we stop with the butthole for a second?
2: Never. Absolutely never. <laughs> uh, I will never <laughs> stop with the butthole. Um, he uh, summons Severity itself. And you see coming from the Einsoft, the mottled old visage of Richard Sharp. Uh, uh. Who, if he had gotten his hands on a Sephiroth or got here somehow and, you know... There's no guarantees anyone was going to make it this far. That's what he would have got. He is severity itself. And he uh, uses that ability to.
1: To be a dick.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Where is Reese? We need Reese to rewrite this old man's memories again and make him think he's a happy person.
2: The first thing he's going to do is make everybody make a charisma check or charisma saving throw. Two! Fifteen
5: for Mardis. Does two save? Two does not save. Are you sure? Try- check again. How about four? Does 15 save? Uh, 15
2: does. 11? All right, so only one person saved. <laughs> Yo, it's
0: Ed. It's your boy.
2: Damn my disadvantage.
0: I am a feeling I know what you just did here. Do you? I'm going to guess you did dominate person. No,
2: this is equivalent of the effect slow.
3: Oh, no, that's so good.
2: On a failed save, the creature can't use reactions, its speed is halved, and it can't make more than one attack per turn. In addition, you cannot use an action and a bonus action in the same turn.
3: Doesn't affect my turn.
2: You will need to make that check every turn. Okay. to, To break it. But right now, the severity of this abusive father is beating you down. It's like a a wave of red magic washes over you and everybody but Ed is- Oh
3: no, my
1: self-esteem.
2: Yeah, basically, no, he attacked your self-esteem so badly that you're not able to fight at full effect. That's what just happened.
1: I, other than the not being able to do a bonus action, like, that's not hugely affected the way I fight. I just do one thing a
2: turn. All right, so Lenora, it's your turn.
3: Shit, fuck face, dexterity saving throw, it's rocket time.
2: I hate rocket time. It's honestly my <laughs> least favorite time.
0: Wouldn't Blood Ma also need to do the next saving throw?
3: Oh, is she like next to him?
0: Yeah, Blood is adjacent to him.
2: Yes.
3: Uh Chris, are you okay?
2: Too late. Fourteen. Uh thirteen. We both failed.
3: Oh, I'm sorry, Blood Maw.
2: You will get yours. <laughs> 16 damage.
3: That's not very much. Yeah,
2: luckily, the rolls haven't been great from me tonight. Anytime I put my finger on the roll 20, it says, mm, not feeling it. Uh, but Lenora, you fire a rocket directly into Aaron, and the blast hits both him and Blood Maw. I didn't and now realize
3: it is... I'm so bad at locations.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it is Aaron's turn. And he says...
3: Oh, shit, I just told him to eat
2: shit. Yeah, he says... Once upon a time, there were gods in this world and people knew their place. There was no question who was a king and who was a peasant, who was a priest and who was a pauper. We had certainty. Mm. And since that age, we have been plunged into uncertainty and chaos where only men of great vision can lead us towards a future. I am just such a man. I have colonized distant stars and I have pushed society forward with my own two hands. And I thought you, Modest was someone like me, but nobody in this room is worthy to wield the power of the vault.
3: I killed a god, so I think I am, but
2: whatever. Also,
1: you you really don't seem to get your own whole philosophy, because you just said that, like, gods were, like, a thing that should be special, and then you gave everyone powers, so, like...
3: Also, maybe someone really cool killed them all. Uh,
0: I only have one thing to say (laughs) to you. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I still find your fascination and frustration and disappointment in me deeply satisfying, Aaron. <laughs>
2: Enjoy it while it lasts, Martis. It'll be the last feeling you get to savor in this world before you are gone forever this time.
3: Oh, he's so angry, horny, for Martis.
2: So he punches Blood Maw and tries to fire a beam through him into Martis.
3: Shit, I'm sorry, Blood Maw. 28,
2: 22 uh crit on all on blood Maul. he's trying to get through him to hit martis
5: uh yeah well i mean all those will hit
3: it's like that episode of parks and rec where uh larry doesn't vote in time i feel like that with me hitting blood maw
2: 34
3: how how you doing, in blood Maul? i'm
2: it's, still up against all odds uh
1: could you could you do with some
5: help are any of those considered uh non-magical for some reason absolutely not could could you do with some health? Uh, I certainly would be appreciated.
0: Uh, no, no, are, are those attack rolls also towards Martis?
2: No, I was hoping to take down Blood Maw and then hit you with the, 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 what's the word I'm going through? The penetration. I don't, know, I don't like using that <laughs> word. I tried to think of another one I fucked up. <laughs> uh, but no, Blood Maw unfortunately survived. Yeah, the
0: puncturing. Yeah,
2: the puncturing. All right, it is now. Ah, is that the end of Eren's turn? Oh, I got to save. You got, no, no, well, first of all, you
1: take some guaranteed damage.
0: Roll, roll to save first. Let's just see how big we get this roll to be here. Twenty-one. Shit.
1: Okay, Florida Sun is gone, but you're still going to take five d four acid damage at the end of this turn. Hate it.
3: Rub that hamster on him. That's another another eleven another
2: eleven damage. All right, so you actually burn away like most of his uh, robe. He's like nearly naked now, in standing oh, in the no. middle of this arcade.
1: Okay, and is it my
2: turn now? It is now your turn, Frank.
1: Okay, uh, Florida Sun is gone, so I'm going to cast another Florida Sun. It's another immolation time. Deck save on 17.
2: 16.
1: That is not quite good enough. 10d4 time.
2: Oh, no. Oh, yes. 31 damage. (laughs) So, Frank, you hold up the angry Florida Sun card, and you summon a sun... (laughs) A small star, uh, the space Aaron is standing, and it consumes him utterly. <laughs> uh, he burns up inside of it, as far as you can tell. Blood Maw, I assume you're gonna roll out of the way. Uh, yeah. Do I need <laughs> to do a barrel roll? I don't
5: need to make a check, do I?
2: No. So what happens is Aaron is consumed by this sun that is now in the center of this arcade, and he doesn't say anything. He's just woof, gone as a, a sun consumes him, and once again, the walls start melting
0: threshold time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have reached another fre- threshold. Okay. Um this time, the um room melts away and you guys find yourselves in a beautiful field of cherry blossoms.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Did Senpai notice us too much?
2: This is the level from the Hollow Deck game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Which we, <laughs> we have seen once before, except there is a howling sandstorm here, ruining the vibe entirely.
1: <gasps>
2: but was like, this is the most horrifying and despicable place yet. Um, where there is now a sun just in the middle of this room, uh something walks out of it. Um it's you can't really call it a person anymore. You can hardly call it a cyborg. Um there are flex. Of metal, like shrapnel of the person who used to be, but it is mostly chi energy now. All the human parts are gone. That was burned away. There is no more biological material. There is just the vague skeleton of a cyborg, and then there's just radiant energy.
3: Does that mean necrotic damage wouldn't work?
2: You do not know. Fuck. Um, But as he gets to this threshold, he uh, he unleashes another form attack, and he calls on... The form, mm. Mm. Mm.
3: Skeksis, can't mm. Okay, I'm sorry.
2: He he calls on the form of beauty itself.
3: Who oh who is it? Who's hot?
2: It is, as you see, the original Beatrice Beauregard, huh. who was dead before this campaign began um who looks very much like the one you know because they att- it was an attempted cloning thing they were trying to put the same person in the same dna body um but the this one is older distinguished silver fox um late mm. late bowie when uh, tilda <gasps> swinton and him did that video oh, where they were a couple yeah. uh, except what if they fused together
1: can can i just can i just marry this right now <laughs>
2: <laughs> he <laughs> the original bowie is shockingly hot yeah it is extremely disarming, and in fact, now you all have to face beauty itself.
0: Uh, wisdom saving throw to be charmed. Oh, it's trying to charm me. I will point out something for, uh, for uh, Chris's benefit. Bloodmaw cannot be charmed, it's just as a side note.
2: Yes, and I don't believe Mardis can be charmed either. Uh,
0: well, Mardis has advantage on being charmed. Oh, can't.
3: What was the thing with slow and reactions?
0: You cannot use them.
1: So I can't use my beguiling defenses?
0: No, uh,
2: got you.
1: Frank rolled a six. You that's bitch. another That's another saving throw that a two was rolled on. Yikes.
3: Oh no, I botched. I'm so charmed. I'm so horny. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's saying in the tiniest voice, I'm so horny.
0: <laughs> Marshall rolled...
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Martis rolled a five and Ed rolled an eight. So they both fail. We
1: are all just really into Bowie Swinton.
3: Everyone's horny.
2: Alright, so everybody in this room except for Blood Maw is too turned on by Beatrice Beauregard uh, to attack until you guys be- help. you beat the saving throw, which is fourteen wisdom. Um also at this
0: point does Frank do the charisma saving throw against the uh, slow effect. Yes. Yes, same thing, 14.
1: Okay, so uh, for the slow, 11, not going to do it? Correct. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I, I'm not unslowed, and charm has just been activated, so I can't do a roll now to try and undo that.
2: Actually, you can. Normally, I wouldn't be able to do this on as a reaction. It's a unique thing of this fight, so you actually do to get to do it now.
1: Thirteen, not quite enough to break out of either slow or sexy Bowie
2: Swinton. No, I would laugh if you guys get party wiped because you're too hornt.
3: <laughs> I'm so upset. We are that reply, Goose.
0: Um, all right, Mardis.
2: Hong Kong.
0: Mardis, um, fortunately was not planning on attacking, so you know whatever your pleads were, mm. f- whatever, um, he's going to cast. Uh, cure wounds on himself as a fourth level spell mm. on himself <laughs> Blood always has been cut
2: almost clean in half like oh you're just ha- having a little health party over there huh
0: <laughs> I, I, I I, mean how much health does Blood Maha currently have 20 20? shit um <laughs> Martis is at 40 so that's uh, so okay fine R- <laughs>
4: I'm going to roll this
0: back just a little bit I'm going to do something that's even more fun than doing that um Mardis is going to spend a sorcery point to do to cast, to do distant spell on Cure Wounds. And at range, he's going to use Cure Wounds as a fourth-level spell on Blood Maw from a distance. So basically, Cure Wounds, normally you need to touch somebody to do it, but he's casting at distance and heals 19 to Blood Maw.
5: Okie dokie.
0: And then he's going to do his sets of saves, so D20 plus... 7, uh, 14, so he's no longer slowed. Nice. D- roll D20 plus wisdom. Ooh, uh, that first one fails. Second one succeeds. So, um, Martis is broken out of both of those conditions.
2: Nice, and now it is. Uh, actually, I would say it's Ed's turn, but no, you're going to get Chi blasted. Flavor blasted, if you will. 30. It hits. 13 damage as you get lanced again. Yeah, he maintains
0: concentration on holy weapons still. Alright, and now it's Ed. Uh Ed cannot attack on this turn, which is Ed will see that Martis is hurt and make a beeline over, and he will cast cure wounds on Martis as a second level spell. So.
2: Yes, so what Bo said outside, which is there's no future for you up there, meant if you guys didn't have a healer, you're all gonna get wiped. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And he's going to heal Martis up for 12, and then we'll do the save. Actually, wait, he is he's charmed, but he doesn't have... He has his full bounty of action, so he will do that. And then use his bonus action to planar warrior mark um, Aaron. Um, and that is his turn. And then he will do his charm save, which he fails. So he's still charmed. All right, Blood Maw.
5: All right, so I only get one attack, but might as well make it a good one, so I'm going to use Reckless Attack on this. So, two attacks with advantage, or one attack with advantage. 23? Uh, Absolutely. All right, and I'm going to make that into a crit, so you will get your attack roll afterwards on me. Oh. After you take 35 damage. All right, you swing your uh, stop
2: sign through its body. I, I It's still he... But it's hard to tell that and you swat away some most of the metal bits in it. It's kind of just an energy man at this point. And then he's going to use his legendary action to attack. And then he's going to take the conduit of carnage attacks of two attacks. Yep. 16 and 27. Uh, yeah, those both hit.
4: Oh.
5: Uh, 17. Okie dokie. You survived. I'm still up. And we're going to try to make our charisma fourteen. <laughs> Yay! Yay!
1: Yay!
5: <laughs> so next
2: turn, Bloodmaw can go ham.
5: Yeah, I'm going to be dead before then, but
1: that's fine. If I can break out and start healing you, I'll heal you if I can, friend.
2: And Lenora.
1: Um. Uh, <laughs>
3: I can't do anything.
2: <laughs> well, you can roll to break
5: out of the charm.
3: That's what I'm going to do. That is a wisdom.
5: If I may add, you can also say that for your action, you take the dodge action. So
3: Yeah, what he said. What is my AC increase by?
5: It doesn't increase your AC. It gives you advantage to dodge attacks.
3: Okay. Yeah, I'll do what they said. And then I do not break my charm. I only rolled an eight. I,
2: I also want to note that the reason you have disadvantage is because you were using your Equinox the whole dungeon up to this point so really you blew I your load myself. too early Yeah,
5: and now you're
2: all tuckered out.
3: I panicked I thought they'd be like
5: Lauren that's a rookie JRPG move right there you don't uh, use any of your big stuff until the final boss and then you blow it all on them.
3: I thought I don't know what I thought I don't know what I was doing
2: um, and with the last legendary action before Aaron's turn he's going to try to put an end to Blood Maw once and for all
3: please no
5: Twenty-two. That's a hit. Oh boy!
3: Oh boy! Oh boy!
5: Sixteen. I am still up. Yes. No Yay! way! I swear to God. All
3: right. Fair
1: enough. Oh, he's so strong. How how still up are you?
5: <laughs> uh, let's say it's a single digit.
2: Wow. <laughs> Aaron turns this creature of pure chi energy and will and just socks you in the stomach so hard. He's trying to punch through your body so he can hold your heart out through your back of your body and crush it in his palm. And he's just this look on it. He doesn't have a face anymore. But if he did, he'd be like, damn it. I was so close. Suck
5: eggs, queef basket.
2: <laughs> all right. It's now Aaron's turn. And he says, do you all really not see what I'm trying to do here to give The power of the forms to the populace so that they might create a world as glorious as we once could have had under the gods, where people of vision and power could achieve their full potential. We could have even a fraction of perfection.
1: Could you have made this a town where you say, hey, line up and you get superpowers, not one where you have to murder each other for a vague prize?
3: Have you ever heard of not talking more? Being (laughs) quiet
1: and shutting up? How would you even talk? You don't have a mouth or lungs anymore.
2: Yeah, it's just the voice coming from the energy guy. And he says, The experiment is specifically to weed out those without the drive to achieve. Those without ambition.
3: God, you love hearing yourself talk.
2: All right, he's going to try to punch Lenora to death because I deserve it. You trolled him too hard.
1: I do deserve it. Good, because you draw attention away from Bloodmore for a second, and he might
2: survive long enough to do many punches.
3: I haven't had any damage yet, so
2: I mean, yeah, it's funny because um, normally you have to take some kind of ability to draw aggro, but Lauren just roleplayed herself <laughs> into getting punched to death. So.
3: <laughs> Oops. I think Austin's just actually mad at me.
2: Alright. So the first one's fifteen. Second one is sixteen. Third one is twenty-three.
1: They all hit. All hit? They all hit. Good luck.
2: Talk shit, get hit.
1: Uh you do it protection. Ah, alright. I love my dad. <laughs> all right. Wait, so- are
0: you, are you broken out of the uh, out oh, of the slowed state? No, uh, I'm
1: still in sto- slow state. Oh,
2: so <laughs> This is su- such drama. It's like tennis. No. All right. You
0: also have the. I have the extra fifteen hit points, Lenora. Remember that. So.
2: Yeah, but I mean. All right. So this is gonna be plus six here, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's actually. I, before I roll this, I want to say it's it, it's sixty-six plus six. So draw your own conclusions.
0: <sighs> yeah. The number of the least impressive person. Yeah. Thirty. Thirty damage.
3: Is that all of it? Yeah. That's all?
0: That's it? Is
2: that what you say? He <laughs> fires three beams of pure energy into your body. What? And you say that? I
3: mean, it ain't nothing. I don't like it. But I expected much worse, honestly.
2: All right. Fuck around and find out.
3: <laughs> oh, no. I'm so doomed. I'm, that was my actual human... Person reaction.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> Aaron just says, Alright, new rule. If if thou shalt talk shit, thou shalt get hit. Um, oh,
0: be quiet. Oh, oh, that's a good one there.
3: Somebody else talk shit for a minute, please.
0: Alright, it's Frank's turn.
2: Or no, I gotta make You
1: gotta do the same.
2: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just my yeah. life?
0: Yeah.
1: 18. Uh, you break free, fine. Alright, Frank, your turn. I'll, I'll give you that. My turn. Time for Vitriolic Sphere again. Deck save.
5: I <laughs> thought
0: there was healing coming my way.
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: seriously.
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to heal Blood Mob, but nope. Can,
1: can I do my healing thing? I thought I couldn't do bonus actions.
0: No, you can only do an action or a bonus action, not both.
1: Okay, I'm going to activate my conduit ability or a vitality. So I've got a healing energy field for 30 feet let's hope that that includes bloodmore and i can i can only choose one creature in the area to regain 2d6 per turn and i'm going to make that 2d6 be bloodmore
3: that's fair he's doing
1: worse than me thank you okay uh 7 that's not going to that's not going to break me out of slow mhm uh 20 i break out of charm
2: so you can now do stuff there you go uh.
1: Thank you. Oh, you are one beautiful, beautiful person.
2: <laughs> Frank's like, I'm very horny, but not horny enough to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Blood Mode, did you roll for health? Oh, do I rolled it? Okay. Somebody needs to because I'm about to shoot you, dog. <laughs>
5: Don't do that. Uh, I get six back. <laughs> That's not going to be enough. 31. That's a hit.
2: Fuck. Eight damage.
5: I'm still alive. You cannot <laughs> have me alive.
1: Someone else get a heal in please. I kept
2: I kept blood more alive for like a minute. Was that the difference would you have died if Frank wouldn't have healed you?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Ah. Oh. <laughs> Martis, your turn.
0: Uh, sweet. Martis will Martis will uh move in a little bit closer and uh use his action to cast mass cure wounds. Ah. Uh. Causing himself and all allies to recover. Do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Uh, let us see here. 21 hit points. Fuck, oh, yes.
2: No. No. Everyone stop because Aaron uses the Einsoft to summon- I hate him. The, to summon authority itself. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Justice Alistair-
3: Oh, I love
2: her. Comes out- of the metal tree, a ghostly form, of course, not the real thing, and with a mighty gavel <laughs> rejects that spell. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Oh, okay. So that I mean it just doesn't cast. Correct, at all, or the okay. ability is countered. That is what the conduit of authority allows her
0: to do. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. All right. Well, um he uses action to cast a spell he can't cast healing word so he can't provide any healing at the moment Uh-oh. he will use his bonus action to attack Aaron with the spiritual weapon and that will hit with a 27 and that will do 14 damage against Aaron as the uh, longsword gleans through him yeah you just cut the
2: energy form in half and just like when the body was kind of in two pieces holding together with energy this one is l- rapidly losing form uh you done that's his turn yeah all right he's going to do a chi punch on you okay 27 uh that will hit 17 damage as he slams an energy fist into you as you guys are sword dueling sword against fist yeah in the middle of this cherry blossom field that's inexplicably in a sandstorm to explain the sword is not actually being held by martis it flies around on its own but yeah yeah that that does rule yeah it's important that you told
0: me that because it rules (laughs) uh ed your turn Let's see here. Ed is still charmed right now, which is a problem. So uh, he cannot do an attack against Aaron at the moment. He is not slowed, though. So what he will do is use his bonus action to disengage, move in close enough to use his action to cast Cure Wounds as a second level spell on Blood Maw, and then retreat back without provoking an opportunity attack so that will do 2d8 plus 3 that will heal Bloodmaw by sh- oh, oh
3: come on
0: by 5 as he then retreats back That's
3: so rude and
0: actually kind of stares down Aaron as he does so <laughs> like almost almost any sort of like go ahead try and hit me uh, comma shithead sort of look <laughs> <laughs> alright Bloodmaw against all
2: odds you are somehow alive <laughs> <laughs>
5: List attack advantage on three attacks three attacks 26 for the first one 11 for the second and then will i that one and wow crit fails on the last one <laughs> this is an interesting run
3: that's what the fuck
5: all right so we have a hit a miss and a botch roll the hit all right i'm turning the crit into a or the hit into a crit makes sense i'm going down one way or the other so 46 damage wow
2: With the stop sign, you swat off the energy being's head. It just disperses into the cherry blossom field. Um, And now he gets an attack against you because you botched. And that's what we're doing here. And it's a carnage, so I guess you get two attacks against you. Uh, 26. Let's just roll that damage. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. No. 15 damage. I'm out.
3: (gasps) No!
5: Aaron punches a hole through your chest.
3: Can he be saved?
5: Uh, as is going down, I want him to take the stop sign. Does he still have any kind of physical form left? No, not really. It's just kind of an energy in the
2: shape of man, although it's headless now.
5: Okay. Uh, well, as I go down, I'm going to fire off a geyser of blood into the air and become my own personal blood fountain. <laughs> you
2: just spit blood all over him?
5: Yes. I love it.
2: <laughs> and it is now Lenora's turn. Lenora, you just saw Bloodmaw just get eviscerated.
3: Okay, so I have a, quest- a clarifying question.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, is there any physical debris or is it all illusory? Because here's my idea. I can't attack, but I can make myself like a big old shield out of wreckage with my magnetism conduit is what I wanted to do.
2: There are pieces of air in the cyborg all around. In fact, an entire body's worth.
3: Can I? Oh my God, I'm going to magnet a suit of armor to myself. Can I please do that?
2: <laughs> of course.
3: Okay, what does that give me?
2: I don't know, dude. You tell me.
3: Uh, uh, what's a fair number to add to my fucking AC?
2: Five. I think you're thinking too small. Tell me what you do. Forget about d- Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is a skeleton upon which we tell a story. We're at the end of the story. What do you do?
3: Well, I pull all the mag, the Aaron bits onto my body. Mm hmm. There's gotta be like lasers and guns and shit, right?
2: It's a, the all of the machinery is dedicated towards generating chi energy.
3: Um, I can chi blast him, right? Yes. Sure. I'm gonna chi blast him. What do I? Can I? What do I roll to do that?
2: I'll I'll just roll his stats. Okay. He's in his final form, so they're very high. Fuck this guy! Are you gonna get the final kill again? 28. You hit. Yeah. 12 damage. So you blast a hole through his chest with his own body. Yes. So you, so the cyborg that was Aaron is now around Lenora. You're wearing him like a suit, and then you use him to blow a hole in him, which is pretty raw.
3: Stop hitting yourself!
2: Um, and the figure falls to its knees in the middle of this field, and the sandstorm starts to abate all around. Mm. And the figure in the middle of the field says, huh, I guess I was right the whole time. Right about what? When I received my vision in the desert, I was charged with a holy mission to find the great men who would lead our civilization out of the mourning period left in the God's wake. For a moment there, I doubted my wisdom in putting so much hope in you and your team. But you have proven You have the power to rule. You have the power to change the world.
1: The ability to murder you does not translate into the ability to rule properly. I'm
3: not mentally healthy enough. Yeah, like,
1: I appreciate the sentiment, but, like, we're still working out if we know what we're Uh, doing.
0: Like, Mardis is doing something to interrupt people talking. Uh Uh-huh. And that is, he's going to walk up, put the gun up against, like, Aaron's, like thing they're still saying they just like shoot it point execution style
2: <clears throat> all right so he's giving his monologue about how you guys need the strength to rule and this whole experiment was about making something basically making people into forms as perfect as they can be to rule the way the gods used to and you just walk up and you put your gun against where the head used to be yeah. at which point he summons aaron himself damn it from the Einsoft, and the uh, the body of chi energy dissipates, and kneeling in front of you, in the, in the middle of this field, is a 24-year-old man. Flesh and blood, just a human man in a ratty robe.
3: Oh, he's just a guy.
2: He's just a guy.
3: Just a regular guy.
2: Go on, then.
0: You deserve it. Um, hmm, I am going, let's see here. Oh, so, 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 so so is there two entities in the area right now or is it just the human body there?
2: No, it's just the human body. The energy being seems to have dissipated. It was just Chi. He says, (laughs) if you don't, I'll just go from town to town, city to city, country to country, playing out this experiment, looking for someone who has the vision and the power and the merit
0: to earn this. Um, At this point, like Martis is just sort of holding the gun at that. And then a gunshot fires out as Ed from his position instead fires at Aaron. So Martis puts the gun to Aaron's head.
2: Aaron gives his pitch about how he's going to keep running the experiment until someone kills him and claims the vault. Mm-hmm. And Martis hesitates. So Ed kills him. Yeah. Dope. Ed blows his brains all over this field. And Aaron, president of Aaron Aeronautics, is dead.
1: Holy shit, we did it. That 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 that's a lot of blood for a hopefully bloodless uh, revolution. Wait, wait,
0: I need to figure out how much blood it is by just rolling crit damage on what Ed just did here.
1: Wait! Someone heal Bloodmore! Yeah, uh Frank is using aura vitality to heal Bloodmore. <laughs>
5: You, if you look to go heal Bloodmaw, you'll notice that his heart has been punched out about 20 feet out of his body at this point.
0: <laughs> I'll do something real quick here with Martis as um, I just, for funsies, roll out what the damage would be here. Um, yeah, that would have been 64 damage on that shot.
2: Yeah, he was a normal human. I gave him 10 yeah. AC and one hit point. He was
0: just a guy at the end. Uh, uh, Martis looks over to Ed and. I was worried he was going to do something to you, man. I, uh, I should have let you have the shot. It's fine, Ed. In the end, you had the authorization after all.
2: <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I you were going to say so something good. deep like, Oh, man, he never saw me as a real person. He was so focused on you, he didn't realize I was a threat and a real <laughs> nope. person Fun. worthy of respect. And I have a soul, a beating heart! <laughs>
0: I, I, I mean, listen, you uh, you told me it was the authorization. But anyways... I I just like, I'll, I'll, Martis will also chime in, besides, I think the best irony about it was that the entire time he was talking to me face-to-face, he was looking at the one who would do him in, right in the end, the whole time, so, nice shot.
1: Frankly, I'm surprised that he never shot or tried to kill the weakest member of the party by far, but, like, good, good for me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he had literally no opinion on Frank as a person. So he just yeah. didn't feel aggroed on you. He was more emotional than I expected. When I got into character, I was actually like <laughs> playing him. I was mad at Martis.
3: <laughs> you did not like me. You did not like me talking shit.
0: I like I Mart- you got Martis down to twenty two hit points, um, because he had very bad defenses against what he was doing even with his oh. Bullshit equipment. <laughs> I only went down
2: to 30 I'm pretty sure
1: two good hits from, from Aaron and I'd have been dead, so, like, the fact he never touched me is good.
2: Right. All right, so what do you guys do? You're standing in this field full of cherry blossom petals, and at the end of the field, where, like, the level of this video game ends, there is just a weird metal tree with 32
0: branches.
1: Uh, go go touch the tree. Shaving a haircut.
0: Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, let's... Uh, as they're walking to the tree, Martis is taking his time to cast Prison a few times to clean off blood and other stuff from his clothes, from Ed's clothes. Anyone else who wants it, just so that it's just nice and proper as he walks over to the tree with Ed.
1: Uh, Frank's going for investigation as walking up to the tree.
0: Ed rolls a 27 on investigation on the tree.
1: 21! Uh... 19.
0: That is an investiga- investigative specialist in his reformed form, so... All right, so as you guys approach the tree, you
2: know that this world that you're in right now is only sort of real. You're still actually in Valentine itself. You weren't transported anywhere. Uh, these are all just the contours of the metaphorical spaces you have visited throughout the campaign. And the Einsoft is a device for touching the world of forms and bringing things over. Um, and now you think you probably have some kind of access to it.
1: Can Frank, like, touch it with the intention of being like, can I pull out the conduit of being a good, responsible socialist leader itself?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so, Frank, I love this. You reach out and touch the tree, and as your finger touches its cool metal surface, you hear a voice call out, and it says,
5: Daddy! Aw.
2: And Diane... Your daughter runs out from behind the tree.
1: The fuck? <gasps> daddy! Uh, uh, uh yeah, Frank's gonna go and give Diane a big old fucking hug.
3: <laughs> Bitch, I'm touching that tree. Uh you
2: scoop up your daughter and you hug her and she says, Daddy is
3: of the daddy. I'ma touch that fucking tree.
2: Alright, what do you what do you touch it for?
3: This is gonna be I just want to be
2: okay. I just want everyone to be like, okay. Does that make sense? You touch it and your hand feels the cool metal and you pull your hand away and you are holding a plate of cake. And there are a bunch of pills on the plate as well.
3: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um.
0: Martis uh, puts a hand on Ed's back and kind of nods to him, sort of suggesting that he reach out and touch the tree. And Ed will move forward and does so. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything in mind? It, it, the main thoughts he's having is essentially the sensation of being truly free and independent, and and wishing for the same for for other fords. The of course the ones in the front of his mind are the the bandmates back at the hotel, back at the casino.
2: All right, so you reach out and you go to touch the tree, and you feel some force pushing back against you. Mm-hmm like two magnets of the same pole trying to touch each other, mm. never quite able to make it. And you're trying to push through it. And you hear another voice as someone else walks out from behind the tree. Um, this person is a young child, um, maybe 10, mm. non-binary. Um, they, I don't know if any of you have seen them before. Um, Blood Maw may have recognized them. Blood Maw is dead. Um, this is a little kid who used to come to the Valentine Wrestling Federation Oh, it's the one that Katarina gave the hat to, wasn't it? it is not only that same kid, but the kid is dressed up in full Katarina, Krakenbane regalia, as if there to cheer on their favorite wrestler. And the little kid says, "Careful there, it's a big decision."
3: Man, I should have thought better. All I got was cake <laughs> and pills.
2: Parlor tricks. <laughs> no one has made a decision yet.
0: Decision about what to do with the city itself, right? Correct. That's me.
1: My, my thing was like, hey, socialist rule, that was kind of a th- thing about the city-ish. <laughs>
0: that's, that's something about you, though. That's, that's not the city. I was just showing you what I can do. Ed, Ed will kneel down uh, to kind of get face-to-face with the kid. Uh, he smiles a bit, especially because... As I've noted in the past, Ed had a certain affinity for Katarina and her sort of plight for, he says. I know if I ask you what your thoughts are, you probably, don't, you probably don't have many to share, but. Oh,
2: I'm full of thoughts, mister. I have the thoughts of an entire city raging inside me.
0: So what is the city speaking through you?
3: What does the city want?
0: What are they calling for?
2: That's what this whole experiment
0: was about. I'm aware. I'm asking you. You say you have the voices running through you. What do they say?
2: Everybody's got different opinions, mister. Some people like the old Crown Corporation, made them feel safe, and felt like they could grow up and be big and strong. And some people hate it, and they want to kill them. And some people, they don't care either way. If it was that simple, we wouldn't need this whole experiment.
3: So there's probably no magic magic button that could push that everyone's happy.
2: No, I'm sorry. Ah, oh,
3: that's okay.
1: I was look. I've I've been thinking about this whole practicality thing for a while. Um, I don't know if this is a complete answer, but like, the one thing that keeps coming back to my mind is a place where someone can work a single forty-hour-a-week job and be able to afford to stay afloat.
0: Is that include? Is that is that including with benefits or not including benefits? Uh
1: socialized healthcare like you know there there are things that i think like most people can agree an ability to work a job and survive an ability to not have to worry about health
0: there's there's flaws in that line of thought too utilitarianism pragmatism different lines of thought all of them have weaknesses and all of them have strengths what matters is the str- the weaknesses of any system have to be bolstered by individuals who are determined to help others and to ensure that the systems run well.
2: I'm sorry it's such a hard decision.
0: There's no need for you to be sorry. It was always going to be a hard decision, no matter who was going to make it.
2: You can use the EINSOFT to make policies, but people could always change policies. You have to use the EINSOFT to bring something into the soul of Valentine. You could... Bring in might and raise your enemies to the ground. You can bring in wealth and everybody can live in luxury for all their days. You can.
3: What about kindness?
2: You could bring in kindness and then every other country in the world will pick you apart down to your bones and take everything.
1: Empathy. Yeah, that's actually a good one. I was going to say solidarity, but I think. Both of those are pretty good answers.
3: Or compassion. I think. What do you think? Tell me, little boy.
2: I'm not boy.
3: Tell me, little person. I'm the vault. Oh, uh, tell me, little vault.
0: I mean, I think the point is, is that the choice is ours to make, but the choice that we're making is about the content of everyone's personhood, everyone's soul. Again, we are deciding what is Valentine. This is Valentine itself, sure, but any form is interpreted through our lens, and it's never going to be perfect, but we have to make it as good as we can or as however we see fit.
1: I think Lenora might have been onto something with empathy because at the very least with empathy, people can look and understand each other where other people are coming from like even if there's not a perfect solution people understand that what's best for them might not be best for others and can see the complexity and see the need to look after everyone
0: the only ideal I can posit that would counter that would be adjacent to it but they all have their own strengths and weaknesses I would not have been here if it wasn't for the help of the help of Martis, and Martis wouldn't be where he is if I didn't help out along the way to ensure that our plans were put in place so the only thing I can think of is just the idea of cooperation
3: Fault child what say you? <laughs>
2: Yeah, people can cooperate, and they'll build great buildings, and start great companies, and form great gangs, and great armies.
0: And start great wars. Yes. The problem is, is if you want to have a society that runs perfectly, you have to remove agency and thought. Some might view that as a paradise, but I can attest to myself that the life I had before my eyes were opened were peaceful, nothing really went wrong and then my eyes were opened and I got to experience a whole wide range of emotions. I've got to experience a whole wide range of experiences but I would not have had any of that if I wasn't free from that sort of mental state. So I don't think any idea that we have is going to yeah be flawless with respect to that, even if we lean on empathy.
1: I think anything we choose, we're gonna. It's still gonna require follow-up work.
3: Friendship,
5: (laughs) the power of friendship. If we, if we slap this, (laughs) if we slap this shit with friendship itself, I'm leaving this podcast.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's pretty good. The real treasure of the vault is the
5: friends we made along
2: the way. It literally would be. You guys could choose right now for the vault to contain the friends you made along the way.
5: Uh,
4: Frank's
1: Frank's gonna say Sort of in character um, Look Here's I think where we're at There are things we could Impose on this world that Might well make it better I think there are things we can impose On it that they're gonna have drawbacks But that There are words we could pick That feel like they're going to make Things better for the majority of people But no matter what we do, we're going to change this world even if we change it by choosing not to and leaving it unchanged. Um
2: That's what Aaron wanted. He wanted you guys to do what he couldn't.
3: I have a crazy oh well, that might fuck things up. Uh I was gonna shoot the rocket the last rocket at the Einsaw, fuck the vault.
2: Yeah. I think maybe destroying Aaron's plan to get you guys to impose slavery on Valentine requires maybe more flair than you posing it as a question.
3: uh in, I'm just gonna say everyone back away. Let's all back away from the tree.
0: Lador, are you thinking uh doing what I think you're thinking of doing?
1: I'm going to wink <laughs> yeah I think i i I think we' gotta back away from this one.:
0: Why don't I help you with this is all I'm going to say.: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Martis will spend the sorcery points to recover a spell slot. A- as he walks with Lenora, motioning Ed to follow, he just places a hand on the rocket launcher and casts Holy Weapon on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's um, good. Frank is going to walk up side by side and start gearing up some lightning and go, it'll be nice to use this uh, and not feel huge lifelong guilt afterwards after, after the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> uh sucks
3: to suck
2: that's theodore that's Theodore's catchphrase you don't sure you don't know oh li-
3: uh, that's lauren's catchphrase um hold on suck shit douche uh come at me scrub lord i'm ripped.
5: okay fine uh
3: pew pew <laughs> that's not the sound of made. but
5: <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> Uh, and, and 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 for added drag flair, uh, Martis will also cast a fourth level chaos bolt against it because you know. Uh, wait 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 wait! What type of damage is the chaos bolt? I gotta figure this <laughs> out. This is important. I'm gonna throw you in a creek. Uh, it is just uh, force damage. So.
2: All right. So the team, in one final act of teamwork, all attacks the Einsoft at the same time. Uh, Aaron ran an experiment to see who would take up his mantle and impose their ideology on the world. And the results of the experiment are that you gave away the power. You destroy the Einsoft, scattering its form powers out into the world. There's a, a rainbow explosion that rips through Valentine itself, restoring all the color that drained out as the world begins to bleed away. And all of you start bleeding away as this whole thing crumbles. You had all the power. You took over the Crown Corporation. You could have been kings, but you gave it all away. You were conduits next to gods, and you give it all away. And as Valentine itself collapses, and the party is deposited in the desert, as the storm abates, you are in a sea of abandoned cars and the dead and living people who came here to find the vault, you give it all away. And the power of the forms radiate throughout the entire world. And everyone, everyone, everyone becomes a conduit.
3: You're welcome, bitches.
2: Every, every sapient creature becomes Closer to perfection. You could have been perfect yourselves, but you gave it all away.
0: During
1: this whole section, I just had give it away, give it away, give it away. Now just going through (laughs) my head just to break the mood. (laughs) Give
3: it away now.
2: Yeah. You guys find yourselves in the desert, surrounded by dead bodies and friends. Sarah the bozog is fine. Spore is. Oh, I'm gonna kiss her. (laughs) Spore is fine. Uh, I'm going to kiss him. <laughs> Private fortune is groggy. I'm going to kiss him. Aww. <laughs>
3: I'm going to kiss everyone. Spooches just for everyone.
2: And the experiment is over. Cool. What comes next is up to you.
3: Uh, Lenora learning uh, more responsibility and maybe a little traumatized.
2: Same. It's been a long episode. Feels
3: emboldened to continue her pursuit uh, in healthcare for everybody. I'm, and so she works towards that, towards creating rallying for like a socialized healthcare in
2: Valentine. You get all the medicines.
3: Yeah, I get all the medicines. Make everyone better.
2: And then you, what? Give them all away.
3: Yeah, I get all the medicines and I give them all away. Thank you. Yep, everybody's better, uh, but with a focus on mental health and at-risk youth.
1: Uh, Frank definitely visits these centers, as he's kind of like mentioned before. Like, I think a thing for Frank is he definitely wants to. Just get a bit of help at being a little less prone to just, like, getting addicted to collectible cards. Because that's a problem for him.
2: hmm I do think Sarah probably works there part-time oh, when yeah. she's not doing her, her biz, so Frank comes in. We smooch a lot. Oh, God. You, you guys are smooching when Frank comes in, and Sarah's like, Oh, Mr. Westerly, it's wonderful to see you here. But I do that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um... Awkward. Weird. Being here. Hey, um... I'm not good at not spending money on stuff that I shouldn't spend money on. It'd be super good. Get a
3: Group therapy! the
1: hand with that. Group therapy.
3: <laughs> get your butt in there! I'm, getting my, I'm getting my butt in there. They got,
1: they got they got coffee in there? Coffee's good. Can I have some coffee?
3: Uh, also, <laughs> uh... Some crudite and, like, oh, donuts.
1: I'm... I'm I'm ready to get my feelings and thoughts dealt with. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, Frank. You go get help. Um, seeing Frank, Sarah has a thought jogged in her mind, and she says to Lenora, "Hey, hey, babe. Yeah. Do you ever? Don't get weird. Oh God. Please don't get weird. I feel like you're gonna <laughs> oh, get it's weird. Gonna get weird. You're gonna make this weird, aren't you?
3: I'm gonna make it weird.
2: Do you ever think about having kids? <sighs> I just saw Frank. He has like a million kids, and he seems extremely stoked 24-7.
3: That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. How about we start with like a hedgehog or something?
2: (gasps) Can we name him Mr. Pickles?
3: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Mr. Pickles.
2: I haven't even met him, and I already love Mr. Pickles. He's probably
3: going to hate us. That's what hedgehogs do.
2: (laughs) They're so grumpy. They
3: hate everything. They're so mad.
2: Uh, Delightful. So we adopt
3: a hedgehog. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the goal. This
2: really is the most Lauren character you've ever played. Yeah. Me. Me. All right. Anything else?
3: Uh, no, I do some healthcare. I have a cool girlfriend. We get a hedgehog. I help my fake dad.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, George does whatever George wants to do. He's a grown up, George. Oh, George is also like our child.
2: <laughs> you guys legally. Is he, and
3: he, is, he is rowdy teen years.
2: <laughs> do you guys legally adopt George yes um do you guys do you ever see mary again you implied that you dated her
3: uh yeah she's a bro all
2: right she's just around
3: yeah she hangs out sometimes we smoke, She's fine
2: <laughs> okay cool what else
3: oh i owe blood Maw ten thousand ten thousand sandwiches i feed him a lot of sandwiches
5: chris has two scenes to do i mean one of them's dead
3: he's not though
5: I mean, I know he goes back to the void or the abyss or whatever, but I thought that yeah, no, he's fine. That takes time, I think, to reconstruct.
2: Yeah, he gets he goes back to the abyss where demons come from because he can only be killed there, and he has to buy a portal ticket, and then he has to go through customs, and then he has to show up at the Valentine teleportation port in a big Panama hat <laughs> with an with a suitcase smelling of brimstone
3: and a Hawaiian t-shirt.
5: Yes, obviously.
3: Or not a t-shirt, but a button-down. You know what I mean.
5: Uh, actually, it's a Dragon Ball Z Hawaiian shirt.
1: <laughs> oh, that's
2: perfect.
1: <laughs>
5: um, as soon as I see him, can I deliver upon to
3: him a a six-foot sub?
2: Are you asking permission,
3: Chris? I'm giving you uh, Blood Mom giving you a six-foot sub from Subway. It's braided from uh,
2: sub play. I don't it know. has twelve it, meatballs. <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's, it's six foot long It better have more than 12 fucking uh, meatballs That's
3: technically six pieces of bread <laughs> Which would be eight times six uh, So
5: 48 meatballs Blood I beat you with the sandwich
3: yes, 48 meatballs is that? Enough? Fine you get 50 Two extra meatballs I'm gonna get fired for that Are you happy? my god
5: Yes. And he three finger pushes it all down his mouth in one big, like long, exaggerated
2: eat. <laughs> uh nice. What else? What does what does Blood Maw do after being killed by Aaron, sent back into the the abyss where all evil comes
5: from, and then just kind of eventually coming back? So one thing that's very cool with wrestling is that wrestlers will often disappear for a long period of time, and when they come back, sometimes because of an injury, sometimes they just need time off, sometimes for a character rebrand. When they come back, they have a completely different persona. So I'm imagining—I don't know who his opponents will be because everyone else is basically dead from the Valentine Wrestling promotion. <laughs> but uh, there's a scene where two two people are beating up on Spore because Spore lost his partner in Wendy no. and uh, or not Wendy uh, Sarah. So it's a bunch of people beating up a poor Spore because he's all alone. And then Blood Moss shows back up, and he's a face now. And he's the super cool, over the top, crazy face. And he teams up with Spore, and they become a new tag team that helps to fill the void left behind with uh, the uh, Desert Dragons not being around anymore. And the two of them together become the face of the uh, uh, Valentine Wrestling Federation. What's their tag team name? I need it. I crave it.
2: Goran Spore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
1: Oh, that's good. I was gonna go Spore of the Devil.
2: <laughs> no, Devils are from hell. He's from the abyss. It's different.
1: Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Very
2: different people. Alright, we still have Reese, Ed, Martis, and Frank.
1: So after finishing up with this, uh Frank's like first priority is wanting to go back and talk to Alexander. Um and He's basically just going to go to to Alex and go, I have a lot of control still within Valentine, and I, if nothing else, I want to put some messages out there to the people and try and get some ideas going out there and try and just spread the word that some things in the way Valentine was run before weren't right, and at the very least hopefully get the idea in people's heads that they can ask for better. Can you help me with that? Because you you know what you're doing with the whole words and and getting them to people thing. <laughs> you're always better at better than I than better than I than I at that. See, I'm I'm screwing up already.
2: <laughs> you're doing great. I mean, since you killed my boss, um, things are a little bit hectic over at the office. Um, I. I have ideas. What are you looking for? Do you want like a opinions column? Do you want to be on the editorial board? Do you want to do you want to like be on TV? Are you asking for your own TV show? What's what's happening?
1: I I'd, I'd like the idea of getting myself on TV. Like <laughs> I my face has been around enough in the run up to all this craziness that I'm hoping that some of that goodwill that was that was earned up before everything kind of changed that I can go hey look remember me maybe 40 hour work weeks that pay a living wage should be a thing and hopefully i i don't know
2: now that you say that we do have a opening in the schedule there was an old show where they had like two hosts who would like have points and counterpoints and they would like argue it was kind of like a panel show but with just two people and we do need financing for it as well as stars <laughs> uh, sorry to call in a favor when you're asking for a favor, but do you know anybody in let's say finance? I know someone in finance whether he uh, <laughs> whether we're still on good terms.
1: A lot has changed since I spoke to him, but I can I can certainly talk to someone in
2: finance. Hard cut to you on this on the phone with Algernon Sharp, who's like, yes, I want a TV show where I get to yell at you. Are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> Do you oh, hear yourself, God. Frank? I'm going to slap you through the phone. <laughs> how how have you not signed up already? I'm on my way. I'm getting in the car. Okay. Shut up. Get the car.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm very on board with the Frank and Algernon arguing TV show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Algernon obviously is going to be the pro-corporate person because his dad is still alive, but you're yeah. going to be the voice of kindness and empathy and cooperation. Yay! Uh, speaking out against his views.
0: The voice of skill.
1: <laughs> I I think beyond that, um, Frank is gonna talk to Alex and just be very sort of like, look, I I know I've still got my stuffs a bit of a mess. Um, I know I spent a while trying to get you guys all back, and I know that's ultimately, I, I I get that's not where we're at, but if at the very least, like, you trust me enough to take partial custody of the kids, I really like to just have them stably in my life again if uh, if we can at least be there
3: take a chance on me starts playing in the background yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah of course you you already have um visitation and that can be rearranged and you guys probably start like having family di- dinners together again and yeah you know working on that
1: ooh <laughs> yeah.
2: i want to leave room for the fic where they get together and also ones where he, he finds someone extremely hot and, you know, that's a route. Exactly. <laughs> and and then Diane and Forrest get three dads, and that's even
1: better. Too
3: many dads.
2: <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Dads. All the dads.
1: Too yeah, many dads.
0: <laughs> all right. Who else does stuff after Valentine? Ed has a handful of things happen to him. First and foremost, um, with uh, Cundy, is a conduit now, of course, and Cundi is... More most, most appropriately, the conduit of charity, since that's effectively what the arcade was acting as for a while was sort of a place for kids to work at and uh, to stay off the streets and such. Mm-hmm. Um, after returning back to Valentine, uh, among other things, Kundi uh, was able to, through connections, uh, grow the large lump sum of money that he got from Ed to a point where he surprised Ed with a a small paper, uh, with the uh, seal from Harker's Casino on it. Opening it, it revealed that the contracts for the 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 active band had all been turned over to Cundy as he basically bought them all out with a decent sum. It basically amounted to a sum of. I'd say in, in our months, like about $100 million worth. So you not only buy the contracts of
2: the musicians to get them out of Harker's grasp. With that amount of money, I'm thinking like you just ruin Harker's business and life with your money. Is that what you're saying?
0: I, I would Basically, it, it, it eliminates his ability to secure uh, getting basically other forged in his arsenal to do things. Um, also, yeah, basically, he's... He's he's able to disrupt Harker enough to get um <clears throat> the bandmates out and even to get Pond and Booker out, mm-hmm. out of working underneath Harker.
2: Yeah. I was part of me was like, all right. So is Ed going to spend the rest of his life poking Harker in the eye, or is it just going to be like cut to interior Harker's in his chair. Ed walks in, shoots him in the head, walks out. <laughs> so no,
0: that's, that's that's not nearly as satisfying. It's financially disrupting him, yeah. Um, so with that, um, Ed uh proceeds to do the following with his newfound body and abilities. With it, he's able to uh convince. Uh, Pond, Booker, and private fortune eventually takes a while for him mm-hmm. to basically act in a sort of as a branch of the police department within Valentine in a certain extent oh so you re- you reform the police department right and and the, and especially the and if different specializations Eds is, for example, counter espionage work in general, counter theft because of his background and such and fortunes in the, in the force and otherwise. And that's his day job. And his night job is hang out with the band with the expanded quarter round and being able to hang out with the band like the old days. And yes, of course, after which there's plenty of time for him to, to pet Marty upstairs and, and still live above the and, and despite all he has and the uh, access of wealth he still lives basically in a he effectively lives in a apartment above the bar slash arcade because he's more than content there he just has Meow. a couple more roommates now <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> also because of the uh because of the um also because of the ranger levels he actually has speak with animals as a spell which he can use to you know Aww. Actually chat with Marty now Ooh. and
4: such.
5: I don't want any wet
4: food. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you'll eat your dry food and you'll be happy with it. Okay. Uh the home of I wanna
2: learn. Let me go to school.
0: <sighs> Anyways, so that's that's basically like some people may say, Oh, that seems a little bit unrealistic. Keep in mind how much freaking money Cundy got because of airing.
2: Um, yeah, you guys basically, I think what actually happens is you guys end up controlling, if not all of air and aeronautics, like a sizable portion.
0: Oh, that's, that's, that's part of Martis' plan, so.
1: I, I want to throw some other, like, factoids in quickly. Mm. Frank takes, uh, Diane to the duck pond every Sunday, that's just a thing that happens. It's not important, it's just a thing that happens. <laughs> it's,
2: it's important to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's important to me. I'm I'm I need to get that on record.
3: <laughs> uh, I just want to put it on there that Lenora has regularly scheduled playdates with uh Bird the Bear.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sometimes he comes to the clinic and we let the uh, let people pet him for morale.
2: Oh, that's extremely good.
3: <laughs> yeah.
5: All right. Any others? That's not how I say it. All right, all right. Let me uh let me get Reese's out of the way here. So. Reese does not stay in Valentine. In fact, she is actually leaving Valentine after the stuff with uh, Valentine itself actually happens. She's driving off uh, with no real destination in mind. Uh, Her ambition right now is to just kind of get away from Valentine and just make a living making art or doing something. She just can't be inside of Valentine right now. But as she's driving along, she hears a voice coming from the passenger seat. And the voice says, yo, what up, girl? And Reese turns and it's Kat sitting next to her. But unlike the previous times where she kind of had conversations with Kat, this time she looks absolutely stunned. To which point the Cat responds with, why are you looking so surprised? You look like you just saw a ghost. <laughs> no, nah, I know. You killed like 150 of <laughs> me. It's cool, though. So uh I bet you may be wondering why you're seeing me now, though. And, uh. Reese uh, explains that she's like, yeah, normally I cast it, you know, major image and that's how you're here. But I didn't cast it this time. So what's up with that? Cats uh, shrugs. She's like, oh, maybe use that uh, that whole art thing you got on yourself and you forgot about it or something like that. Oh, I really don't tend to ask many questions. so I get to kick it back around a lot, you know? I wonder if you're going to see the face of the other dead people, too, like Graves and Ash. Oh,
3: God, why? Nah,
5: I guess not. I guess you'd see more of me because you killed like a 100 of me, you know, probality and all that sort of stuff, right? And Reese just sort of looks down as, uh, or Reese is just sort of in shock as Kat's like, all right, don't want to talk? Fine, I'll turn on some music. And she reaches over and actually turns on the radio. And one of those really annoying pop songs that gets stuck in your head and never really goes away, starts playing. And with that, Reese drives off, passing by the sign, uh, passing by a sign for the nearest town and just continues driving off into the Valentine
0: desert.
3: Well, all right.
0: I have a, I have a small sidebar for my thing. I think you'll appreciate this, especially with the private fortune bit, uh, because one of the things that I remember met, remember the whole thing, roadie, you no roadies left behind and such. Mm hmm. I came up with an acronym for the new police force that they are part of. The Reformed Ordinance and Discretion Colon installing empathetic security. Roadies. There you go. <laughs> that's
2: that's a great whiplash from anyway, Reese's haunted forever. Hope you enjoy that trauma.
0: <laughs> yep. Sorry, I just that's a side note. We can, we can erase it. There, but, there was um,
1: no good segue away from from is traumatized forever. I don't
5: think
2: <laughs> Chris was like, "Hold on, guys, everyone, hold my beer. I got to kick a specific part of our
5: audience square in the dick." Hold yeah. on. Yeah. I. No, don't worry. Bloodma is a sandwich named after him at the subway. Now. Yeah,
1: I was I was oh. gonna go <laughs> to like long term aspirations and like uh, yeah maybe do this one day, but like yeah no good su- segue now.
0: Alright, um I guess that's all that's left is Martis then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Martis has a few things he does. Uh now that he has sort of a body back again and and such, there's a of course a brief visit to the Feywild, you know, not because he has any living relatives that he knows, but just because it's sort of like, Oh, by the way, uh I'm alive again, everyone. You know, as part of the family, the Valamin lineage and such, and there's a brief sort of round of contact between himself, any surviving members of the Valamin family line and or members of the Glittergold family line. And most notably, it's mainly a coordinated effort to try to do something with what remains of Aaron Aeronautics. Effectively trying to help consolidate information and resources to make it be able to do what it's been doing, but more effectively and further, you know, to help to help in some ways expedite space travel in some capacity. Uh, That's one branch of what he does. Second branch of what he does is of everyone in the party when the idea of some sort of. Leadership within Valentine comes into play. Mart is still was sort of the face of administration. And he is willing to, he takes on the role of, uh, to help try to instill a smoother system of governance. You know, it's not going to be perfect, but it tries to bridge what he's already done with Ed by proxy of the contracts with trying to install a system so that there is some, Order, structure, support, accountability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And fortunately being kind of with knowledge allows him to know all the legal lease necessary to get the contracts in place to get things in order. The last sort of branch of things that he does in the interim in the weeks that in the weeks slash months that follow is he remains in consist consistent contact with Ed, though they don't live together, mostly because Martis is happy to let Ed be back with Ed his original friends the bandmates um but they stay in constant contact until and they stay in constant contact when martis's time as sort of executive elected official what have you uh is over he sort of passes it on to the next elected individual i don't know who it would be maybe maybe handsome chris probably so,
1: i i was going to maybe suggest if valentine moves to a system of elected governance um after frank's sort of had a bit of time to get his ideas out there and to be be visible i think he might run for office i don't know if he'd be any good at it but i think that he might at the very least, try and try and put his ideas into practice.
0: You'll have handsome Chris as your as one of your cabinet members, which is always a good move. That's always a... Is is
1: is this the answer as to who Frank ends up with? He ends up with handsome Chris. <laughs> he is admittedly handsome.
0: Oh no. <laughs> but the last the last thing that Martis does, and this is a little callback to season three, is once things are kind of as well in order as you can see. Mardis is going to do what he did at the end of season three. He has a new body. He has a new lease on life. He has 500, 600 years to live now all over again. And he is going to depart from Valentine at some point just to begin travels once again, checking to see what the after effect of the Einstein's destruction is across the world, documenting things as he goes along and returning to... Uh, check things across the plains to understand what is happening in this new world that has been formed. So,
2: Lenora, you run the health clinics in Valentine. Frank, you get your own TV show and then try to continue reforming the governance of Valentine. Um, Blood Maw, you become the top build wrestler in Valentine. Uh, Reese, you leave the city and have to battle your demons Somewhere else off screen, lots of mysteries. Mm -hmm. Ed, you uh poke Harker in the eye repeatedly for the rest of his
0: life and reform (laughs) and reform the police station. And he gets the oh and he gets the band back together.
2: Yeah, you get the band back together. And Martis, (laughs) you wander the
0: world researching form stuff. Hey, I mean look I mean it turned out pretty good for him so far. Look at like let's see what it turned out for him. One, he became a form. Two, he got to go to the future. Three, he got to have like a best friend robot buddy. Four, he gets reincarnated into a new body, and then five, he gets to kick the ass of the asshole who, uh who, who didn't like him anymore once he had a body. So you know, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good outcome.
1: I feel pretty good. That's good. I, yeah. I, I feel pretty good. Things, things are still messy in that world, but I feel like we maybe left it. Better than we, we started? Yeah.
2: So, the last image I want to leave you guys with. Lenora, you're on break at the clinics, um, smooching, of course. When you, yes. <laughs> when your phone rings.
3: Uh, who, who's she?
2: Uh, Frank, you're uh, on the set of your TV show, and someone's doing makeup on you when your phone rings. Ha. Huh. Ed, you are petting a cat, and it is extremely <laughs> soft. And your mm-hmm. phone rings. Sweet. Reese, you were driving in some town we do not know the name of. And your phone rings. Bloodmaw, you were in the locker room after you just pile drive someone through the canvas <laughs> and got in trouble because you pile drove him too hard. And your phone rings.
3: May it be my next opponent. <laughs> oh, no, we left a man in the Internet.
2: And Martis. Uh, You are wandering the world doing form experiments when your phone
0: rings. Uh, Martis checks his phone. Does it say Skell? It does.
3: No, we left a man on the internet.
0: Ah, nice.
1: Sorry to bother you, team loser, but I have detected a grave threat to the safety of the world. My intelligence indicates it may not be of this earth. The city needs you.
0: For one last job. When do we start?
3: Sweet, I'll pack the rocket launcher.
1: Spore, hop upon
5: my back so that Miwe go into battle!
1: I've kind of got different priorities right now.
0: Damn, Dad. Uh, Amartis replies, I can probably take a detour for a little bit. Sure, I'm in. Reese does not answer the call.
4: It's morning I'm alive But that's the last thing on my mind Do you believe it's morning I'm alive But that's the last thing on my mind you yeah, see him in the streets struggling, young, dumb, and thuggin', give a fuck about nothing. Stuck at rock bottom, trying to come up on something. Pumping from sundown to sun up, he hustling. Vision, my nigga, now get in where you're fitting. And see prison as just a high cost of living, the life. the up, cause if you blow the dice on that OZ, Dorothy ain't going home tonight. That's on everything. That. Put it on the kids and the wife. Right. Been burying my folk ever since they raised the price on the coke. Searching for a quick and a joke. More money, more problems to cope. Oh. Do you believe it's morning? I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. Do you believe it's morning? I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind. Rainy days, I sit back and count ways on how to get rich Coolin' with a mean, ill Jamaican bitch Banana coat matching with the ratchet Low black weed, sweatpants style Air forces actin', jumpin' in six kicks Lil' Chris talking about the bird Float through your hood in the mean sense, that's giant It's like a family that flipped on you for lying, Buried you alive, left your whole crying. We on your floor, look, more dogs They ain't A-Eva, I hope y'all niggas is on And when we get there, all my niggas in the mix Yeah, shalad legs, diamond and got me blind, Louis. Yeah. People say the clan was missing Since I got dropped off a radio. Overnight your whole style
5: was bitten in the process. Everybody switched their names like what you call it and he fast King
4: James. It was the guards that rep that saw skinned, dark skin bitches, clocks and diggy, left the game dizzy. Got busy, that dancing shit slid through We had to stay hooked, that's what we have been through Rizzo came through, mastermind Got the cash from power, pooped their power Past this divine, classical rhymes Mathematical rhymes, styles unbearable Now niggas with the radical signs Dimes. Do you believe it's morning? I'm alive, but that's the last thing on my mind Do you believe it's morning?
2: Now I'm alive But that's the last thing on
3: my mind Lauren! Austin!
2: Credit! Austin. credit. Loves to Credit! August 2018.
3: God damn, it's already more than halfway through the year, what the fuck? You're welcome. Please no.
2: I did it, I'm taking credit. Also, credits, music. For August 2018, we have a overclocked remix, Geofractura, an arrangement of Fault Zone from Echo the Dolphin, The Tides of Time.
3: I love we- Echo the Dolphin.
2: I do love Echo the Dolphin too. It's so hard. <laughs> impossible, actually. Uh, Also, Cream, Phonics Remix Mm. by the Wu-Tang Clan, and Back in the Game, the Phonics Remix by the Wu-Tang Clan. Of course, everyone knows this season's all about the cash, and now it's almost over. We're at the end. Are you excited?
3: I'm I'm excited. Like, every season, it's like, oh, this is too much. Time for casual laughing with buds for the first couple episodes. Mm -hmm. But I also miss uh, my characters at the end of every season, so it's, like, Mm -hmm. bittersweet.
2: Lenora is very good, very- yes, your most OC of OCs, but also the highest body count, so I'm keeping an eye on you
3: i'm not no i'm just a marshmallow Uh
2: uh-huh all right executive producers for august it's a weird month a because patreon had a bunch of updates and stuff and a bunch of the credit cards got canceled so if you're not on the list i apologize fuck
3: you patreon
2: (laughs) uh i promise i was not my fault but i I have the list they have garnished me with it's also an alphabetical order for the first time that i'm aware of so that's another fun little wrinkle um you want to start reading them
3: Executive producers for August 2018 are A Flaming Horses Petute,
2: <laughs> Aki Savalainen,
3: Albert West,
2: Andrew Birmingham,
3: Andrew Fallu, Conduit of Mediocrity Itself,
2: Andrew Grothan. Anna, Anna Michael,
3: Anthony Sever,
2: Arjuna Koning,
3: Arna Hagadodir,
2: Artemis BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in Bristol,
3: August Rue,
2: Bloody Roar needs pangolins. It does. I also need pangolins. <laughs>
3: Brady Warner,
2: <laughs> fuck Brent. According to all law- known laws of aviation, there's no way a B and then it cuts off because you ran out of characters. You sadistic bastard. <laughs> I want to know
3: what the bee can't
2: do. It's the it's that's the it's the script of B movie. It's the first line of oh, the script of B movie. I've
3: never seen that, and I'll continue to do that.
2: Okay, continuing.
3: Cameron Abbas,
2: <laughs> Carter Rayner,
3: Christopher Charlow,
2: Cody Jackson,
3: Counterfeit,
2: Daniel Stashik. Don. Dennis Bankston.
3: Ten- Dennis Pancake Detlefson.
2: Devin Smith.
3: Douglas Williamson.
2: Dr. Tao.
3: Dr. Goatman.
2: There's a lot of doctors. <laughs> I've got a very well read. Some of, some of our listeners are geniuses and some of them love B-movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Getting Brent.
2: <laughs> Dylan.
3: Uh, Einar Johansson. Ecorin, Elderly Goose.
2: Eleanor and Enante sees Periton. Aline. No, it's Aline!
3: Aline!
2: Andy Govandane.
3: Erwan Lilagadic.
2: I think that that sounds like a hero from Celtish folklore.
3: It does. Exos. Excellerus.
2: Five Purple Wands.
3: Florian H.
2: As you have to say Florian H. Finger guns, finger guns, finger guns. You got to hear the finger guns.
3: I'm getting so dunked on this morning. I did not <laughs> fuck anything up, I don't think yet. <laughs>
2: Francois V. Garrett. Grimlock.
3: Harley Aster.
2: Harrison and Andrew.
3: Hedron Master.
2: Hustle Bones.
3: I'm a pretty kitty full of snuggles and violence.
2: <laughs> Aren't they all? Yeah. Ingmar Grimmman.
3: Ionis Soy my name. Love it. Nicolopoulos.
2: Isaac Aravalo.
3: Jack Cl- Clo. Like the Clo cards.
2: Jadekins, and then a ASCII picture That's of a, a dick.
1: Dick. <laughs>
2: And it still got me somehow <laughs>
3: james neely
2: janiac form of tripping your face off
3: wow big mood mm-hmm. jaspel sing
2: j logan conduit of queerness itself mm.
3: jeff clark
2: jerry herself
3: jesse young
2: joaquin Groening.
3: john potts
2: john barnett
3: joseph tombrello
2: josh Mosier.
3: joy fox
2: juman jack
3: Julian Phillips. Junk 2.0. Just a jester.
2: Justin Berthesel. Conduit of
3: ooh-ooh itself. <laughs> big
2: Same. <laughs> now that put, totally puts to bed the theory that it's supposed to be a face. Because how would I pronounce it if it was a face? It's ooh-woo. ooh <laughs> Ooh.
3: It's a face and an emotion. Uh-huh. Jorgen. Conduit of name butchering. Winework Ford. Castor UK. Kiefer Lowe.
2: Ken Fersel.
3: Kevin Dobbins.
2: Killer Cotton Shizno. Kitty Fo, Criterion.
3: Lana Seawolf.
2: Last Cruz.
3: Levy, the young continent of not mad, just disappointed. Oh,
2: oh we've all been there. Yeah. Lindsay Pankhurst.
3: Lauren Cates.
2: Luke Powers.
3: mm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you looked at that and you said
2: M-Joe and not M-Joe as if it was the initial th- first name.
3: <laughs> I thought it would be funny.
2: Oh, Madison Lilith McKenzie. Major Tim. A cult of orphan Matthew B. Hare. Matthew Weber. Matthew Lackett. Mazgen. Melissa Booker. Melissa Nielsen. Maltish. Marissa Donaldson. Michael Hall. Miko from Finland.
3: Morgan Rapp.
2: Nicholas Dominic. Uh,
3: Niels. June, I, I, uh, Juret, I'm so sorry.
2: Noah Sudret,
3: Notorious Stoltz.
2: Paul Mullen.
3: Possum Kingdom refugee, come to my house.
2: No, we need to go to the Possum Kingdom.
3: That's true, I do love the Possum, but why are they refugees? Is it a terrible kingdom?
2: It's just, it's too much food.
3: <laughs> oh, they love their garbage.
2: Uh, Primordial Orc.
3: Pruitt Holcomb. Puck. Quench the Void.
2: Random Web Person.
3: Razumi Yazura.
2: Rainier, the conduit of being stoned.
3: No, that's me. Robert Dakin.
2: <laughs> Ryan Brown.
3: Salad Child.
2: Samantha is me in Tallahassee Rain. I don't know. I don't know what that means.
3: Samantha, are you here? What are you doing? Oh no. Samantha. Sarah
2: Stone. Scott Cummings.
3: Scotty Vilhard.
2: Sean Lyons-Burke.
3: Sean, the host of Funk Dunk, Plays.
2: Savard and Akra Samova.
3: Starlight Glamour did nothing wrong.
2: Stay tuned.
3: Sweaty Cucumber. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just a little status update on the cucumber. Sydney Marzing.
3: The cast of Dungeons the Gathering.
2: The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Podcast Credits Edition. See, they said they've ported it to every platform, but now it's true. It wasn't true until it was in the podcast credits. Oh. Thank you.
3: Oh no, the ghost of Professor Blackwood.
2: You, don't, <laughs> you know I had to do it to him. The Hadsels.
3: The Most Wise Guru. <laughs> Paladin's Wife. Toby Gleason Stack. Toshir Kuru. Shanus.
2: Vigor Arnston.
3: Victoria Melito.
2: Vizzy Huggles.
3: Wayne Hodgins. Birthday July 30th. Dang, happy <laughs> birthday, bro.
2: <laughs> Just snug a little birthday wish in there for yourself. That's fun. Ziphyasurus. Yam. Z. 23,619. You didn't like the way I did it last time. How did you like it that time? Jean
3: Valjean's number in Les Mis is 2. No, wait. I thought it was... Never mind.
2: Oh, no. You thought you had a reference and it's not the right reference.
3: Oh, God. No, my brain did it bad.
2: I literally thought this... Now that we're far enough into it, I can reveal. I thought this was going to be the Les Mis season. I literally thought that it was just going to be like barricades in the street at some point.
3: Did you hear the Sneeple sing?
2: yeah yeah um all right what else do we do with this part
3: we talk about animals
2: oh no skitch.bank camp yeah
3: skitch.bank comp the skitch.bank comp Band comp moms <laughs> I can't word
2: uh-huh chris larios at patreon.com slash weekly Monger recap that's where he weekly Monger recaps uh laura kotaku.co.uk lauren ragalicious on twitter that's oh,
1: me
3: that
2: is you i am patreon.com slash austin um, as I said, Patreon's being weird, so help. Please help. I'm dying. We're all dying, but dying. I'm double dying now because the website did bad. Um, What else? Anywhere on Podbean, Google Play, YouTube. We're probably places I don't even know, but if you just do the things that you're allowed to do there, just click all around. Just just click on stuff. See what feels right. I don't know. Algorithms?
3: Yeah. Love to click.
2: You gotta click, really. Um, That's it, right?
3: Yeah. Thanks to all the cats and dogs listening. Mm -hmm. love you guys
2: i met a new cat recently
3: yeah you're like obsessed with her and you hate my cats all of a sudden
2: her name is penelope and she's a princess and your cats are goblins
3: fuck off
2: your cats are goblins penelope is a perfect lady a princess a queen i stand for this queen
3: you're a goblin
2: got you in bed with a goblin kissing goblins kissing goblins goblin vomit